Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. And we are back from another week of absolutely shocking tipping between the three of us. Gossip, four from Grace. He got one, you got two, and I got three. So it's definitely not getting any better. Well, we wouldn't be the only ones. No, definitely not. Uh, On the Who Tipped What website, I can basically try to combine our tips. We got four this week, and not many people got much more. So things start to even out. Somehow, a couple of people pulled out perfect rounds. I have no idea how. Uh, but there's one or two that are tipping purely on statistics that got two on the weekend. So mm. probably not a good thing just to follow statistics. Well, we don't. No, most definitely and not. And we've still got two, so. Exactly. But moving into the show for this week, we have a massive one. A lot of issues obviously occurred last weekend as we've been recording on Mondays. We have the Mitchell Moses issue, Ivan Cleary coming in, Cronk announcing he's leaving the storm, the Panthers players getting dropped. So kicking things off. With this set of six, we'll cover a few of those things and obviously a bit coming from this week, but tackle one is on you. Is Cooper Cronk leaving? Is that right? Cooper Cronk leaving, if that's one you got there? Yep. Well, I think, obviously, from my opinion, uh, super disappointed, but at the same time, can completely understand whether he plays on or not. Most people are saying that he has, but it's been reported he signed a two-year deal with Fox. I honestly, even when people mention the Bulldogs or any of these clubs, I can't see him play anywhere else. I think if he wins Origin and Melbourne go deep into the finals and they win the World Cup, that he'll hang his boots up. But at the same time, I understand that you're a long-time retired. Uh, I appreciate the fact that there was an option, obviously, that wasn't announced to the public. So technically, he was off contract again this year. He had the option to take up and that he's let the club know so early because there's plenty of people still on the market. But probably more than anything, as much as I'm disappointed, I you know out of the three, I'm not taking anything away from him. I think he's the least important. I know he's been there for longer than what Billy has, but I think Smith is the massive one in the transition period, along with Bromwich and Bellamy, but um, still heartbroken all the same that Cooper Cronk won't be playing for the Melbourne Storm next year. Yeah, I, I think he's just made the decision that he's not playing in Melbourne next year. I don't think he's made a decision about retirement or whether he's going to play in Sydney or whether if they win the Premiership that that's going to play an impact. I think at the moment he just knows he's got to move up here and the rest will sort of pan out as the season goes on. I I don't have a gut feeling on whether he'll play or whether he won't. Uh, I, I tend to I tend to lean as though he's going to play again. I think he'll play on for probably two more years because he's got the body of a... He might be 34 or whatever he is, but he's got the body of a bloody 30-year-old. The and comment in there, though, and you would have heard it, which got me, he said he's not going to decide for another couple of months, which you can't do. I know there's probably stuff well, going on. Well, he can on. because he... he He's one of the best and biggest players in the game. So if he says, well, I'm, if I play on, I'm going to play here or play and give a verbal agreement. And it's it's also very hard because of the salary cap. The, the, the NRL, the longer this drags on, the longer clubs will obviously have to sort of sit on their hands a little bit. I, I don't know. He may, he may be forced to play for a club 
like the Tigers or someone like that who are going to have cap space through no fault of their own. Well, not through no fault of their own, but through circumstances. I can't see a lot of players wanting to go to the Tigers. It seems like a revolving door one way. But and then on the flip side of that, will he want to play for someone like the Tigers? Yeah. So it's... I, I, just don't, I just don't think he knows what he's going to do and where he's going to go. I think he just knows that next year, you know, it's the, the relationship with his fiancé now has got probably the better of him in terms of that needs to come first and he's going to make a decision to move to Sydney, whether he plays or not. I don't think it's a monetary issue. Uh, I don't, no. He's not gonna, certainly not going to be playing for money. Uh, I, t- I tend to think he's going to want to play. Otherwise, what's he going to do? He's going to sit around and talk footy. If, you, if your body's good enough, go and play footy for as long as you can. Well, you know money's not the issue because he's already stayed at Melbourne twice for less. It's as simple as that. So if he was going to leave either time and cash in on the big payday, he already would have. And, and the other thing is is that the revolving door between Sydney clubs, there's talk that Des Hazel's going to move a lot of players on. Obviously, the West Tigers boys are going to make their minds up. Mitchell Moses this week, we're going to get into that, but he's moved on. Uh, if There's a whole different litany of things that are still to play out in Sydney mm, to sort of wonder where he's going to fall out. You know, Gareth Widop's off contract. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole... And obviously the Tigers boys, the Roosters have got plenty of money. The Bulldogs yeah. are going to move players on. Who, well, I'm just saying, I don't know yeah, what's going to happen, that. but there is... In years gone by, it's been very settled in Sydney. And you look now, like, at, at the Brisbane or Golka, uh, the Queensland teams, they're all very settled. Mm. So there wouldn't be much... You know, if he wanted to... If he said, I'm moving to Brisbane... You know, it'd be a lot more narrower in terms of where he's going. There's a lot more uncertainty in Sydney. Next year's circumstance would fit if he was going to Brisbane because I'm sure the Broncos would probably come in similar money to Melbourne. It'd be a lot more simpler. He'd just probably go straight to Brisbane. He'd go go to Brisbane to be an easy choice. But I don't see him playing for a club that's not going to be up there. And again, I don't think anyone really in Sydney besides the Roosters and possibly Cronulla, but even if they lose Bird and they balk at Townsend's asking price, you're only paying for one or two years. And well, I, I think, know there's other players out there that I'd probably rather get. I think the Sharks. Well, stands out to me. To, like, that's the one for me now because the Eels have got Moses. See, they're obviously closed. Souths can't be mentioned because they've got too much money tied up. They've got Farrah, they've got Cook, they've got Walker, they've got Reynolds, they've got Inglis, they've got Johnson. They've got too many guys there. There's no way they're reshuffling those contracts to be able to get enough money to get Coop Cronk. I don't think it would touch the Tigers because he's going to have to go there and get bashed. They don't have the cattle. Eels were right there for me. Roosters aren't going to touch him. They've got halves. They're settled. Um, there's not Newcastle's definitely not an option. Well, Bulldogs. Canberra's out of it. There was only two teams left for me. There's the Dogs and there's the Sharks. If I'm Cooper Cronk, I'd rather play for the Sharks. That's probably the one for me. But it's similar to Melbourne. The most likely team, I think, is uh, the Bulldogs because Des Hasler, being very systematic, I think would almost throw things to him and let him have a massive say in what's going on. But if I'm Cooper Cronk, but I don't, I don't want to go play at the Bulldogs. That's I think just me. the reshuffle would depend on who's coming and who's going. So they're talking about Reynolds. Possibly going and buy being moved somewhere else, Leisha being moved on. They've obviously got Frawley there now, but at the same time, do you want to spend for a year or two, like I said, and try and patch a problem up? That's a big problem. When I think Frawley's been good for two games, well, you get him for nothing, and then you can go out and go for four and go for Tedesco, kind of rebuild your spine long term rather than a short term fix. That's not a question because Hasler's now under performance pressure. I know yeah. Ray Lane Castle came out and said, oh, it's not a performance decision, results never come yeah, into that's it. That's bullshit. That's rubbish because mm. every club. Performance every decisions on performance. So 100%. he's got a two-year deal there, and he's going to have to do something within that two year, two years. He he's actually come out and said that they'll win a premiership in the next two years. A, a reporter asked him that, and he said yes. So you know he's bringing a lot of pressure on himself. Does Hasler? So well, I tell you what, I wouldn't be going there. The talk that Graham James Graham would go out the door for Aaron Woods is ridiculous. That's uh, I know. 
you may say Graham's been injured or maybe not as good the last year or two, but I think they're a very similar player and Graham still plays more minutes. But I'm not going to upgrade the money from 600 or so thousand to 900,000. I think uh, James Graham probably behind the scenes is uh, calling Hasler out on on some of the stuff, saying it's not working. We need to change it. And I, I don't know, I reckon there might be a personality clash there. He seems like a big fan every time you see him on TV, but I'm just asking Plays the company line very, very 600, well. 600,000 or 900. Woods is not worth 900. No way. You can't well, you know my opinion on that. Yeah. And everyone that listens knows my opinion on that. I, I wouldn't pay him a dime probably over 400. Yeah, well, I'm pretty much getting similar to you. But, yeah, uh, moving on from the Kronk thing, he is leaving. Uh, well justified. Outstanding service for 14 years. But I, I just don't know. I don't know if it would sit well with him not playing, uh, being a one-club person. I could be completely wrong. But mm. if he's going to delay, and I don't know if he's got a manager. He hasn't had a manager his whole career. So I don't know if he's got one now, whether he's going to do this himself. Cronk. Yeah, he's never he said, had a I think you said he's got a manager. So he must have got one for his last deal, or maybe for the TV and business side of things. I know Melbourne helped him the last few years. He mentioned Bart Campbell, those guys. He loves business. He's going to get involved with business, corporate business, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're retired and they want everything this year, it wouldn't surprise me that he finishes a one-club player, whether he's good yeah, to go or that, not. But does that, that might make you feel good until Christmas. I get that, and you're right. You may be a long-time retired, and the only thing I can think of is the broken up. I don't know. I just don't know. But, I, I don't... I, I think he, he'll know. He's, he's going to know whether you've got that burn in you to want to play, but I don't think he's really going to know until no, but I, he gets to the point where he has to make a decision. At the moment, he's got to focus on... They've got Origin coming up, Melbourne are obviously flying, and he's going to want to win a comp there well, to go out. Games, their last run as the team before the World Cup too, and Thurston's out, so they're going to get a look at a few people there. Yeah, so that's so. another situation. Yeah. Well, tackle two. The Panthers, they dropped three players before the South Sydney game last week. They obviously had Tyra and Peachy out uh, through injury. Now, there's two sides to this. Did Anthony Griffin make the right call? And number two, does this affect Matt Moylan as club captain moving forward? Well, I think it does because from all murmurs, and again, I'm no mole or pick things out, but we do live in Penrith. He's out every weekend, and a lot of them are. So my issue here is that uh, the same thing a lot of people have said. They were favourites for the betting. There's a lot of hype around a lot of these guys. I think a lot of egos come much sooner than it's deserved. And there's probably a few people that need it a bit of a shot in the arm and that some of these things have been brushed over in the past. So I think Griffin's done the right thing. Mm. Well, yeah. maybe... The, well, last night on NRL 360, the the conversation changed to, oh, there's been a lot of stuff that's been swept under the carpet. Mm. So, because last week when this came out and a lot of people were saying, you know, this seems out of character, I thought, well, you know, I've heard off you and boys I coach that he's out all the time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not out a lot. but yeah. uh, And if I am out, I'm not out that late, but... He, uh, it's it's widely known around in this district that he's out, you know, well, on, of, on the drink and partying. Not not to say that he's playing up. He's no, not playing up. I'm not saying However, they're out of control, but they do uh, go out. But then again, I go back 10 years and I look at someone like Craig Gower, who, when I was playing and was going out on the drink a lot, he was out all the time as well. So I get that. I, but I just think in the current scenario, the way that they're getting paid, he's under a lot of pressure, Matt Moylan. He needs to deliver... Look, the male I've got is he's not happy playing fullback. He wants to play 5-8. So I think that may be a little bit, um, you know, of this, you know, whether it's unhappiness and a little bit of unsettled behaviour. I, I don't know. I tend to think Anthony Griffin made the right call. I do. I personally don't think that those three players would have made a massive impact on that game. Uh, nope. You know, the, the game was a 50-50 game anyway. To say that Matt Moreland would have won the game at the end... He's probably silly because the week before in Melbourne, they had all the ball. They could have won that game 15 times and they couldn't come up with anything. So, 
Look, for me, right call. I think moving forward, Matt Moylan is probably one one strike away from losing the captaincy and potentially a, a deal. Like, they're paying him a lot of money. He's, he's, he's getting elite money at Penrith. Was, he needs to start to play and, you know, justify that money being spent on him. There was two guys I had an issue with for the contract for performance. One of them is Bryce Cartwright. I don't know the guy personally. I don't have a problem, but same deal. See them when I go out a lot. Not out of control. And that's like you were saying. Not out of control, but just out all the time. And in this day well, and age... he's also had his other issues. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. For what's going on at the club and all the talk, and I'm going on field as well. Forget just the off-field stuff, but three or four errors a game, shitload of missed tackles, pretty much a liability in that edge on his own. I'd rather have Yo, Fisher-Harris, other guys that are a lot more reliable. And I wouldn't want to pay somebody who causes that disruption you're talking about. But Moylan, in the same sense, you know my opinion, I've said it a lot of times, and anyone listens to this, the fact that he gets compared to Darren Lockyer, to me, is disgraceful. He's a good footballer. That's fine. But he wasn't playing first grade at 17, 18 years old. He wasn't a fullback. He hasn't got all the rep jerseys. He hasn't transitioned uh, to 5'8 and been career-defining player who's borderline and immortal. So why do we talk about him in comparison to Darren Lockyer? He's not Darren Lockyer. So, Who made that comparison? Oh, they all make that comparison. Yeah. He's so much like Lockyer. I just don't get it. He's a good footballer. That's fine. He but, might look and move a little bit similar to Lockyer. That's about it. even bring him into that's, the same pair as Darren Lockyer. But I don't, I don't think it's, it's not a comparison anyway. It, no, because ridiculous. you're comparing two different generations. You know, he's a six slash one. He's, on his day, he's great. But I've said it before in all rep arenas. I know who I'd rather have because I don't think he runs the football enough. I thought he should start it's to a run. No Let's a not even talk more, about it. I, look, the comparison simply, isn't there. At the moment, he's not even... Well... It, from all reports that I got, he didn't play very well in reserve grade. So They lost to Newcastle, and I do New South Wales Cup every week. They're better this year, but they're still one of the bottom sides. So the Penrith. Fact they had three teams back in there, are three first oh, Newcastle you're talking Newcastle about. Newcastle are okay. still not doing much better than they were last year. They're not getting shellacked every week, but they're not going to be playing finals, or if they do, it's a very good effort. Um, they're a bit better, but they're still not a top eight side in New okay. South Wales Cup, in my opinion. Yeah, so, well, I don't know. I'm just saying that it, the reports were that the guys that went back didn't play very well. So. No. They didn't. Look, for me, uh, interesting times, particularly with the fact that they've been touted as premiership favourites and all that sort of stuff. And look, for me, they should make the top four. I don't think they'll win the comp, but I think they should make the top four. You think natural development from where they finished? What did they finish fifth last year? Well, I'll tell you what they should be worried about. They're two wins. Well, six last year. Played the Dogs who finished seventh. Two wins after six games, and you know that Laurie Daly is going to pick probably time out. He's probably going to bring Merrin back in after seeing play in Australia. Whether that's justified or not at the moment, form-wise for either is a different story. And then he's probably going to pick Moylan. They're talking about him being the bench utility. So if you take those three guys out and they head into Origin and they've barely got a 50-50 record, they're going to be trying to come home with a wet sail. They're going to need to. Because there's going to be clubs like Melbourne, Dragons. So there's a lot of teams that have already banked points that I didn't expect to. Mm. So... The fact oh, they're that they've already pressure. dropped they're some two, games, two out of six. They're really under pressure for what they've got on paper. And like I said, my issue is more the ego before it's deserved kind of thing. There's a lot of guys that seem to have a much bigger opinion of themselves and they haven't accomplished much yet. So. No. All right, tackle three. Mitchell Moses, obviously big dramas this week at the Tigers. Pretty much uh, as soon as we wrapped up the show last week, Everything. this all exploded. Now, you've had Luke Brooks re-sign and... It was for reports of around five hundred thousand a year, five to five fifty. How much of that's on the cap, and how much is third parties or whatever? We don't know. Look, a couple of sides to this. Mitchell Moses. Then a deal was pulled that he was he was offered a million dollars. That deal was pulled. Ivan Cleary sort of came in and yanked it and said, "Well, we're going to focus on Woods and Tedesco." And I can get it from that point of view. If they've secured one half, then obviously you want to secure your fullback and and front rower before you want to spend money on another half. 
whether they got the right half or not, I, I tend to think Mitchell Moses would have been the, the half that I would have signed uh, out of the two. However, Money. if you can get Brooks for five and Moses wants a mil, then I'd gamble that I could go and get another good half for six, seven hundred thousand, and then I'd sign Brooks. And obviously, Ivan Cleary thinks that he can do something with Brooks. That remains to be seen. I, I haven't seen a lot out of Brooks in terms of development over the last three years that I would want to have seen from someone who I'm going to pay, you know, five fifty. Uh, but Moses, it's touted that he or said that he threw the baby out with the bathwater, had a bit of a tantrum, then now wants an immediate release. We signed a deal with Parramatta, mm. and then now wants an immediate release to go there. Look, if I'm the Tigers, I'm saying you can play with us this week against Para, Para and then after that, catch you later. And for the rest of this year, you're not allowed to play against us. Well, you know my opinion on this, and I said it on the weekend, and a lot of media people and Paul Stringer and people at the Leichhardt Over weren't too happy with my words, but uh, he's Robbie Farrow 2.0. That's my problem. They've accomplished absolutely Who? nothing. Moses? Yeah. He's got way too much say, uh, considering what they've achieved. Yeah. He's trying to dominate all this talk. He's been right at the forefront of it. He was at the forefront of the coaching issue, just about anything you've heard, and he's not worth a million dollars, plain and simple. So I've got a lot of problems in that sense. Um, whether I'm right or wrong on Brooks, I'll stand by what I said. I thought the first two years he ticked a hell of a lot of boxes besides his defence, and I think he's been drowned out by two massive egos, which he doesn't have. And I think a coach like Ivan Cleary, who seems to be a bit of a whisperer, is the perfect kind of personality, and he's going to give the reins back to him. And mm. Much like you said, if I'm going to pay half a million for him or a million for Moses, yeah, I'll, pay, I'll take Brooks. I'll pay Brooks, yeah. Um, and this year I highlighted it. You watched the Tigers game the other week? Who hit Nelson and made him drop the ball? Luke Brooks. There's a couple other examples, and his missed tackles are a lot lower than what they have been. Mm. So that side of things... I could show you a lot of bad stuff too. I know, but I can show you Moses as well. And watch the defence, the kicking on second and third tackle. I know he played well on the weekend, but that's once in a blue. Look, if I'm looking at it and I say, who's got a high ceiling? I think Moses right now, if if you put a gun to my head. But when you're talking money, uh, I'd, I'd go Brooks. I agree with that. And I thought the a lot of the conversation from these players has been that you are. They want to go and play for a team who's going to make the finals. <laughs> and Brett Finch nailed it last week. I, he nailed it in, in sentence. The finals in a he, well, he said, if if these guys want to go and play for teams who are getting them into the finals, they've got their priorities wrong because if they're the top four paid players, they should be the ones leading the Tigers into the finals. To the finals, uh, exactly. To demand, demand that sort of money. So if I'm if I'm the Tigers, obviously you've got to have someone just as good to replace these players that are going out. And I don't know whether they're going to be able to attract that, but. I don't think that, that Ivan Cleary is going to handcuff him to handcuff himself to some players that are underperforming and who don't have a proven track record of getting teams to the finals. Exactly. I don't think you're going to pay him elite money. So, and this look, I think moving forward, you know, they've got to get Tedesco. They have to get yeah, Tedesco. If was... they lose Wood, you can replace him, but I don't think oh. you can replace Tedesco. Who are you going to replace Tedesco with? You're not replacing Tedesco, but I think there's probably one person they could throw money at and they will get that they probably still have to pay overs is Dugan. I think they could get Dugan. Okay. Um, whether they want Dugan still or not, rather Tedesco. different story, but I think they can do a nice reshuffle on one of the questions in our fan questions to that. But I said it on the weekend, we've said it before, shame on all of them basically bar Tedesco. I know they stood by him, but he's the only one who's justified his price tag for talent. Woods is not worth nine hundred. Moses is definitely not worth nine hundred to a million. And Luke Brooks was asking eight nine. He didn't get it. He obviously settled for a bit less. In the environment for halves market, half a million is not too bad for Brooks. Um, but I get the, I get the, the feeling only... they're also gambling with what the cap was going to be. Exactly. And then now the, the the figure came in lower, and Brooks went rushed to go and he sign this in. deal. And Brooks signed this deal. So 
It'll be interesting to see what the other two do. Well, Brooks probably thought the coach, the situation, I'm not going to get much better anywhere else, and that's my problem with the others. I don't know how any of them can justify their tag besides Tedesco, and then Moses in particular, like I said, too much of the Farrah thing, too much poison in the environment. He put a gun to the head, and the only one who was going to give him that money was the Tigers, and he still walked in the end. I know they pulled the deal, but they've been offering and talking to him for six months. So if he didn't want it then... They both didn't want to extend their options last year, and that's the same as Brooks. He's cost himself money because last year they tried to offer both of them 700, 800. Yeah. So it's their own bloody fault. And if Woods gets 900, I'm not here. That's ridiculous. Well, someone's worth what you're willing to pay them. I get we, that. We are, oh, man. However, we both agree that he's not worth that. I look at values, and again, I know you said the other day you can't compare contracts, but if no, you. No, I don't think you can compare. I don't think money. Like just putting a dollar figure on it is accurate, and I said this to we have a conversation over the weekend. But for me, it's what percentage of the cap is he chewing up? For me, that's how I put, and I know that's how a lot of NRL teams work now. It's not about how much money they make because the money money fluctuates every year, and players might have you know when you sign your deal year one, you're seven percent of the cap. So every year, if the cap increases, you still get paid that fixed seven percent. Yeah. So for me, I. I think it, it all comes back to what percentage of the cap they're taking up. And for me, these four, like obviously if you chop if you chop uh, 25 pieces into 100, it's the average is about 4% per player. And you, yep. obviously some get more, some get less than that. 100%. Look, I couldn't justify paying these four any more than 20% of the cap. I'd pay Tedesco... Or I'd pay three 20% of the cap. I'd, I'd probably be comfortable paying... Three of them combined, twenty-one percent of the cap. Well, Tedesco, if you're going to ask me to put values on them right now, the halves, no, I wouldn't pay either more than five. Five uh, percent. I wouldn't pay either. No, I mean money. I wouldn't pay either more than five hundred cap. I'd pay five hundred. Six would be incentives, and that's about as high as I'd go. Woods, I wouldn't pay any more than six. I'd be lucky to offer him five, to be honest. I know the cap's going up on the increased cap. I still wouldn't probably offer. So him. the cap's going to be eight point three. Is that what we're saying? Well, they're talking nine point one now. So nine point. So when, when just, was that being? Ah, uh, they've kept going back and forth. God knows what's going to happen. And then you have got the threat which they've talked about that if the cap's not settled, they'll be like the AFL for right. a year. Well, one one percent, one percent of the salary cap at. Um, Nine point one million. Ninety-one thousand, isn't it? Well, what is it? Ninety-one. Ninety-one thousand times a hundred. Times a hundred. Yeah, we'll have to work that out. Hang on, I've got the, I've got the, uh, I've got the old uh, calculator out. Times a hundred. Yeah, so it's ninety-one thousand. So you times that. You're saying five five hundred thousand. That's about six percent of the salary cap. I'd be comfortable to pay Tedesco. I'd pay 8, Tedesco eight percent, nine percent of the cap. I'd pay him a million. Okay. Yeah. That. Well, there you go. It's about ten percent of the cap. If you want me to put value? So in what them. we're saying at the moment, right, mm. is that the money that they're asking for, they're going to take up a quarter of your salary cap. Are you comfortable for those four players to take no. up a quarter of your salary cap? No. Okay. That's the question the Tigers got to ask. And the big one on all the values, like I said, if you told me tomorrow, I have to make a value and offer for all of them. Moses is the one that's well asking a lot more than what I think he's worth. So Brooks has done well with that deal then. Brooks has I got mean, about six percent. The way he's played, I think he's doing fine. He doesn't deserve any more than what he's. He getting. doesn't, and I think he's if not done overs, considering what he's done for two years, because no one else is going to pay him. So I think and that's, that's why, why he caved. For me, like Woods, I'd be comfortable to pay him. I don't know. 
about the same as what I'm paying Brooks. Well, I said it the other day that even if we picked Origin tomorrow, if they carried three props, he would have been in the three. And if they picked four, I still probably wouldn't have room. I'd probably got five or six guys. He'd be in the mix, but I wouldn't pick him in my top four props. All right, well, we'll move so, on. We seem to talk about this every week, and it's going to be a circus until yeah. uh, until this all gets finalised. But Tigers fans are getting the shits with it, but what can you do? Tackle uh, number four would be the... Thurston's injury. Thurston injury. Now, it's been reported it's a calf. Yeah, and they're talking weeks. up to a month. You probably see him getting back early, but the big problem for them right now... They're going to struggle to make the top four now. No Granville, no Coote, and he came back too early. So you'd he like did. to think that if he's re-injured it, he's going to be gone for a few more weeks. Benny Hampton's playing there this week. His name is Morgan. Morgan's been playing poor. Uh, I think the only ones you can give a rap to, I think the Ford Pack's holding their own, considering what they've lost. But the Swine's not doing their job, and it's just got a whole of a lot thinner. It proves how important Matt Scott is to this side because they've they look a different side without him. I think I, yes. I like he's my favourite front rower in the in the game, and it's been justified because he and well, you look at Queensland's record without him. I know he's getting older and a bit longer in the tooth, but they are missing him big time. They were struggling to make yards. Oh, I didn't against think the Tigers. Tamalolo, were they were both fine. No, no, no. They're they're both outstanding individual players, but you know, like you look at some of the games, Tamalolo is having to take two hit ups in a set. Man, he's almost made three hundred meters every game he's played. So that's but, how much but work. You shouldn't be demanding, shouldn't be relying on players to give you that. Well the thing about it is next year they've obviously got McLean and that, but I tell you what, they're hurting right now. No Scott, no McLean, no Tamalolo, no Hess. Look I had them uh, as my premiers but well, injuries. Man, this is what the injuries arses, do. The arse has just fallen out of that side. Injuries destroy seasons. That's as simple as it is. You yeah. can't predict them, but they're hurt big time. Uh, the replacement in Hampton, I watched him at Melbourne. I don't have a great opinion of him, to be honest. I don't think he's a solid player that can patch up a few jobs, but I think defensively he's average, and I don't like him as a ball player. Kyle Labert and Cooper Bambling, two kids they have an opinion of. Again, watched both of them in the 20s. Not so much in cup, but I don't have a huge opinion of either of them, so... Um, I think they're going to be quite lean without well, Jonathan Thurston. Not Jonathan Thurston. No, exactly. And the Dragons, I wouldn't expect to be saying that's going to be a tough game, but my God, they're in for it this week because not only is that forward pack killing it, but they've beaten a lot of sides and uh, they don't have a whole lot of points with that spine being readjusted the way it is. So that's in Morgan. Morgan, who's been pretty much absent. He's been poor. Needs to step up big time. A lot of it's on him this week. And even Ponga, I know he's only a baby, but a lot more needs to come of those two. But at the same time, the forwards have to help out Hess and obviously Tamalola. Yeah, uh, number five. I've got the opinion after watching the first few games now and only seen them spark up that Canberra and Cronulla are only just plodding along and doing what they need to do. In yeah, particular, fair. Canberra. I think Melbourne are doing. They sparked well. up for the Broncos. Uh, they obviously sparked up. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other game off the top, mate. The Sharks. They are a little bit flat, and obviously Sharks sparked up for Melbourne and Canberra. But I honestly think Canberra's cruising this season. Sparked up. I, I just think that against the Canberra. Weather. Uh, the weather just ruined that game. But I just don't... Um, I haven't Mel- seen either of them really... You know, You're right. They lit Canberra up. Yeah, they lit Canberra up, but I, I honestly but think... But Canberra beat up on a rubbish Gold Coast. I get that, but I honestly think Canberra's not even trying yet. This is the first time they've had a lot of guys go on tour mm. for New Zealand, Australia. Lots of bigger names. A lot of them didn't do a preseason. That's not normal at Canberra. I honestly think they're plotting along. Whitehead's been in and out the first week. Hodgson's been down on form and injured. Uh, Boydy, all these guys that haven't played a lot of footy, they just seem to me to be chipping away nice and slowly, only doing what they need to do. And well, the Sharks. The and like I said, the Sharks got in an arm wrestle and wanted to get gritty with Melbourne. Uh, they've been flat most other weeks, but it seems that they're only peaking uh, for these kind of games where they're playing someone that's actually a real threat to them. So Yeah, well, they know that they can probably play in third gear and win a lot of games. So. My, yeah, that's kind of what I've got so far. I don't know if everyone agrees or you agree, but... Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I think, But I think Melbourne are a little bit the same. I yeah. think the Roosters the last two weeks have sort of Put it, put it back into gear thinking that they might be able to cruise through and they've had their pants pulled down, most notably by Manly. But 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, right, last one. Last one. Moses and Norman as a pair. Do you think it works? Who plays seven? Is Norman the seven? Uh, is Moses the seven? Are they going to clash? They both like to run the football. Is it going to be too erratic? I've got to look at this, and I know they're touting Norman as a seven, and he's been better Norman's as a trader and a player, but I still think he's a six. He's better when he's got someone organised and he can just pick his moments. He picks them very well, don't get me wrong, mm. but I think they're both sixes again. I know you'd people have to, keep you'd saying... you have to go and watch a training session and see how much talk Corey Norman does and how much it organises. I think he does, does. A lot. Well, in that case, it'll work. Then he's, they... only, he's going to have to lift in that in those aspects, but and take on that responsibility, but uh, who knows? We'll yeah. see. Yeah, I just wasn't too sure about the pair, and I think that Moses seems to want to be the leader and if he's going there to be the one to try and take over he's not going to get that with Norman. Norman's the top dog mm. so I don't know how that'll clash ego-wise and also I think that team will pull him in the line that's the other thing. There's a lot of uh, no Well bull- he's going to go there and he's not going to have any excuses. Well Arthur's an no bullshit kind of person Manu Mau, Bo Scott, there's a lot of guys there that are going to hammer him if he's anything like he has been at the Tigers. Yeah. So I hope he knows what he's signed up for and he's taken a haircut so I'd like to think that's a bit of a sign of what he's trying to do because apparently he signed for 750 which is a couple hundred thousand mm, less than be, what was must offered. Must be tough. Oh yeah. Tough. Pay that sort Very of tough life. To be an un- unproven first grader really. 100%. Set of six done. We'll do our power rankings. I finally remembered this week to get them out of the way first. Uh, number one for me stays the same despite the loss. It is the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, Storm. Number two stays the same as well. I've still got the Roosters. I think they've just got to fix up their edges. I've got the Raiders. Oh, nice. I, uh, yeah, after what I've seen the last two weeks of the Roosters, I think their discipline is going to cost them. Yep. Uh, number three, I've got the Sharks. Again, just sparking up for the Raiders game. They sparked up for the Storm game. Other than that, I think they've just kind of cruised and plotted. Yeah, I bumped them up. They're at three for me. Yep. I've got the Dragons still at four, and I was impressed again on the weekend. Right, well, I've moved them up to four. Yep. Uh, Raiders for me are five. Like I said, I think there's some improvement and some guys have been in and out, but they're going to be there when the whips are cracking if they're healthy. I've got the Roosters at five. So you've got... Roosters at two, I've got Raiders at two, and you've got uh, Raiders, Raiders at five, five, and I've got Roosters at five. Broncos back in this week, they're at six. Same. Yep. Um, obviously, Hunt out now, we'll see what happens, but Nick is a better replacement than most teams have got. So, yep. uh, Cowboys at seven, the injuries and all that, I haven't dropped them completely out, but the way they're looking right now, they may be out if the next few weeks don't pan Yeah, I've got the Cowboys at seven. Manly hold at eight, but only just by the skin of their teeth. Uh, Penrith didn't deserve to be in for me. Souths, I thought, were okay, but again, I'm still not overly sold, and the Warriors, I reckon, have had two average games. I've so. got the Warriors in at eight. I think uh, the, impact, the impact that Kieran Foran has had on that side has been huge, yep. and I think he's brought the best out of, well, not the best, but he's going to bring out better performances from the other spine players in Sheck, Luke, and... Uh, well, Johnson he has, hasn't he? Sheck's been yes. enjoying the he directness. Run, running the ball, running the ball, and just playing that real hard, dirty line that he runs is going to make the Warriors such a better side. So, look, obviously they're going to have to push through and win some more games. And they've they've obviously had those two games at home, yep. and traditionally they win a lot of games through Origin. But you know, pro- the next month is going to be important for the Warriors because if they can go. You know, win another two or four even, they're going to put themselves around the eight and then yep. going into origin, bump, they'll oh. lift themselves right up. They clean and it'll just be whether they can push through for that final six or seven weeks. Well, the big one for me and the reason I didn't put them in, again, Titans, Eels, both going ordinary. I've been impressed, but they play the Raiders this week and this week is enough to sell me. If they're in Canberra? At least, yes. Okay. And if as yeah. long as they're competitive or right near the mark, That'll push me over the line. But Manly fans, I'm sorry, we said it before, depth is your issue. And this week, they've already seen Tapau's out and Miles is out. They struggled last week. As soon as they lose players, there's no depth there. 
Um, so I think, again, this week we're going to see them struggle possibly against Melbourne, who have named Munster and Bromwich in the extended reserves. So Munster would be four weeks return yep. from a jaw. And Bromwich, I don't know what's going on. They said it back last week. He hasn't had a great start to the year health-wise. No, he hasn't. He's been very healthy for a long time, but it seems that he's picked up a few things along with a hand. Uh, and so much rep football over the last couple of years. So yeah. see what happens there. But I get the feeling that Bellamy will be putting both those players back in this week. So I uh, don't know how that's going to work out for him. But that's the power rankings. That's the set of six. Your fan questions now. I haven't had a chance to obviously organise these. I've been away for a couple of days. So there may be some double-ups. So I apologise for that. Let's just pump through them. But we will be speeding through. William Robson asked about our thoughts on Cronk leaving. We're in a different jersey. Um, end of an era. I don't think it's an end of an era. I think they'll flip things around fine. Well, the end of the era will be when All Bellamy, of them Bellamy leaves. Bellamy's the big one, though, and that's what I was going to say. As long as Bellamy's there and Smith, and he's at least another two years, I have no problem. I don't think he'll be in another jersey. Brock possibly does think he will. I think it depends on how this year... I don't think anyone... I don't think he knows. No, I think it depends on how the year pans out, but um, that is yet to be seen as to how the season plays out for the Storm, Queensland, and Australia. Jeff Gumbledon, you read this one yesterday. He watched the game. Uh, he's basically saying that Melbourne got away with a shoulder charge uh, on Graham. They did. Similar to what happened to uh, Tamwolo. And just in general, a lot of people have obviously attacked Melbourne saying they get away with blind murder. Oh, they don't. But so, they got away with this one. I think uh, they did get it away got with picked that. Up, it got picked up post-game. Yep. And he's, he's getting charged. So getting his two weeks. So uh, that's happening there. Is Tom, he getting two weeks for that? They reckon he's getting two. Wow. Um, I don't know if he's fighting it or not, but for the time being, uh, I'll have to read into that. But there's been an announcement that it's two weeks, I think, unless he fights the charge. He's mm. got prize, though. He's been there a few times, Chambers. Silly play. Silly play. Yeah. Tom Lacey, if you could pick anyone in the world, not necessarily a league person, to replace Gould for a pre-origin psych-up speech, who would it be? Oh, for a psych-up speech? Mm. Probably Bellamy. Bellamy. I'd probably go with Bellamy Spray. I've seen uh, the first few years when you read his book about the way he used Gould, to... So are we talking about, uh, are we talking about a television speech? Because oh, Gould, we're talking the uh, Gould speech prior to Origin starting. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it's, I think, in general, I think you could probably say pretty much... There's not, many people, there's not many people that really get me going, I've got to say, on TV at the moment. He's not really a psych-up. It's more pulls the heartstrings a bit for me. It gets the blood pumping, but yeah, I'd probably pick a Bellamy spray. Well, I think that's his strength, Gus. He's got a very good manner with his words. Mm, way to good pull the mind. Uh, Nigel Huntley, he's saying he's thinking about the World Cup, what a sham it is. Uh, there's only two teams that can win it with England, a rough chance. What could the game do to educate other countries more? He's also brought up what we've said before, America, Canada. Some play union at college, etc. but maybe we can take in our all games over to the States and try and grow there. And he's obviously not a fan of union because he's given an absolute body slam here. No, so just... the fact that NRL players that barely play here, Ryan Cross, Barrick Barnes, etc., they go over there and they play for the country straight away. And we've seen Cooper Verna, who could barely play in the NRL, there's been a lot of guys that have gone over and instantly found jerseys. Rugby's got a lot of trouble, so yeah, well, let's not I was going to say, the other way, Peter Fitzsimons, have a look at your own backyard, you jerk. Yeah. Always taking shots at rugby league. You should be more concerned about the grassroots level, the Australian standard of rugby union, just the game in general. He's taking pot shots. Because we're always in the headlines. Our money's cranking out. I know there's been the loan and all the other bullshit that's going on, but trust me, we're in a lot better state than what rugby union is right now. So. Well, they are. Focus two, two, super, two Super 15 or 16 or whatever the hell it is, Super 18 or I don't know how many they've got now, but they're going to get chopped out this year. So, and the Australian uh, team's awful. Well, two, well, it looks like Melbourne and the uh, the WA side are gone. I thought the decision was already made. It was just the WA side. But I think both. Well, I read it was only both. the one, but in general, our standards dropped. When well, we, and when, you know what? I don't care. No, neither do I. But when we were growing up, we were the world champions. But in terms of the World Cup... 
Yeah. Uh, about the only good thing Rugby Union's got going for them is their World Cup because it is fairly competitive. Yeah, he's talking about the Rugby League one. And yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But for the Rugby League World Cup, we know it's going to end up in yeah. the semi-finals or whatever. It'll be the Kiwis, us, and there'll be another team that some people throw shade at, like a Tonga or something. But look, it'll be good. Oh, yeah. The group stages will be good when those minnows are playing each other. And you know when the whips get cracking, there's going to be a few teams that can win it. But yeah. You know, don't don't let it take away from what it is. It's footy when we normally wouldn't exactly. get footy. So that's what I was going to say. More importantly, I've got something to watch during the summertime. So yeah, no complaints. David Boyle, any idea about Channel Nine's ratings? I like for both games and the footy show coverage is atrocious. Footy Channel on Foxtel is good. Uh, makes me enjoy the game without having to listen to halfwits most of the time. The only one I miss is Sturlow, Lockyer, and maybe Wally. I don't watch Channel Nine basically at all anymore. I haven't watched almost since Foxtel brought in no ads and all that kind of stuff, and that's the main reason. Well, I think it's a better picture on Foxtel as well. From that too. My my standing from where I sit, but uh, look, I I like listening to Phil Gould commentate, but outside of that, uh, I don't have a real love. Obviously, Andrew Johns as well, but. Uh, there's some Fox, the guy, the A League dude, Brent Speed, is shitting me on on uh, uh, on Fox. So yeah, I think, look, there's some areas I think Fox tell that the the professor's new show. I think they've gone a little bit too far down. Too comedy. The, well, it's they they you know Matty Johns and that bag of shit out of the footy show, but they they those two shows like the professor and then Matty Johns' show are kept becoming more and more like the footy show. Yeah, by the week, but yeah, they are exactly. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I, I think the pitch is better. Commentators. Look, my two favourite are Rabs and Warren Smith. I like Warren Smith and Brandy when they're together, to be honest. Uh, a lot of people whinge about Brandy. I think they're great as a pair. They are. They're the best. I know I'd a lot of people don't like Vossi as well, but I enjoy Vossi, depending on the context. I'd much rather Vossi than some of the others. Yeah, uh, especially, like I said, he'd be, he'd be ranked three for me, Vossi. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Friend, third-party agreements there are jout. My nights miss out in Bird because the Broncos effectively don't have a cat. Well, don't get either of us started. We've talked about third parties a million times. Broncos, dogs, roosters, there's a couple that have more than anyone. It is not fair. It's like being a Titans fan, It mate. should be made public. If anything, they should have to pull all their assets into one or something and put well, a set amount. They just shouldn't have third parties. Yeah, well, there you go. That's the other way just to handle can Paul Agiros, uh, he's saying, when will Greenberg actually go see all the country regions one by one and do something for these people? Year after year, we hear these clubs are all folding or dwindling each year, and he says, yep, we're going to sort that and nothing happens. bit like Greenberg, never, ever finding Bulldogs bottle throwers. So he's not happy. <laughs> Yeah, well, country regions have been struggling for a long, long time. So, look, I can't see it changing, particularly not when the NRL is going and getting a loan. Yeah, for 25, so, whatever yeah. the hell it was. And Greenberg will continue to say the things that need to be said and toe the company line and be very you know, politically correct, I suppose. But until we actually see some legwork and some results in the country, then you know, I think we're, it's going to be the same old story we're going to see. Participation rates decrease and the game dying in areas which were, you know, a long time ago or not so long ago were very, very were league strongholds. Yeah, and Amy Palmer, she's touching on the bird thing, 1.2 million a season again. Why would they throw that kind of money? We'll go on back to it again. 1.2 is not going to be on the cap. They've got third parties, so yeah, don't probably 400,000 of that would be third yeah, parties. Don't let the figure fool you. That's how they'll trump Newcastle and the Sharks because the third parties will bring them to the equivalent and then the rest won't be there. So Correct. that's basically how they'll be able to keep him and Milford and letting Hunt go. That's already done, so they don't have any control over that. Uh, Daniel Holland's thoughts on a franchise tag and unrestricted restricted free agents how it work in the NRL um, in particular interesting that clubs can't find the third parties of the Roosters Dogs Broncos but develop junior levels and then be entitled to compensation trades league assistance etc so it could you need some tweaking but could it work well there's so many ways you could go about this we've talked about Canberra being punished the last few years and getting no reward for losing players 
Penrith, uh, the Roosters obviously need to go out and buy. Broncos have a big catch area. They've brought half theirs back from Canberra. They've got more third parties. I don't. Basically, the third party thing needs to be reined in. That's the main one for me. Um, the junior Care third parties and then reward clubs who develop their own juniors. You should get Simple. dispensation, not a massive percentage, but something off your salary cap, like a Penrith or what Canberra's been doing the last few years. They've tried to do things the right way, and Brisbane's picked up a couple of them and other clubs as maybe, well. Maybe the clubs who are development clubs just get to pick a handful or five, maybe five or six that they're allowed to keep that are untouchable and that they can pay to, should... to stay at the club, and then the other ones are free. Because what what happens now is the the clubs who don't develop just go and pillage off of their best best kid that some other clubs develop a lot of money and drag him over. So why why would you pump money into development? Exactly, and the managers know what to do. Their managers know, and they've got a good talent at a club on their hands. They'll go to the Roosters or somebody like that and say, "Look what I've got. Yeah, pay up." That's as simple as it is. So, uh, and like I said, Cameron in particular, they pulled their money out of South Logan and the millions they were spending for players like Milford and that because they lost all of them then anyway. They said, "Bugger it, we'll get a couple of pommies and." Stick to our kids here, and we're not going to put money up for housing, boarding, and bringing kids down here because we're losing them back to where they came from originally in their own backyard, and Brisbane missed them. So, yeah, and you're yeah developing them for Brisbane to take them back. Yeah, so they've given up on that. Uh, Bradley Lewis, referees bunker, not making decisions late in games. Uh, if it will more than likely cost the team a game, i.e., Sharks first time shoulder charge. Well, there's more than enough people in here. My big thing is week to week. We're not happy with the bunker. It intervenes too much. Then when it doesn't intervene, we've got a problem. I'm more worried when it doesn't intervene with things like forward passes, blatant forward passes, and bits and pieces like that, or you know, ruins grounding of tries. The shoulder charge thing on the run. Uh, I know they missed a penalty, but oh, I don't know. Like I said, week to week, back and forth between everybody. It's not doing enough. It's doing too much. No one's ever going to be happy with the bunker or the referees. It's no, too hard. Agreed. So I can't really answer that one, and no one, like I said, is ever going to be happy. Funny as, mate, what's the deal with team uniforms? They seem to change every week. How is anyone supposed to support a team when they're constantly changing? Lose the stupid superhero jerseys. The big competition in the world would never stand for this. NFL, EPL, etc. It's a joke. Agreed. Yeah, well, we love the NFL, and you know the jersey's going to be every day, don't you? Yep. Uh, the Patriots and these guys, they have a color rush jersey for like one round, but you know when you buy your jersey, it's permanent, realistically. Correct. Nothing yep. really changes. You can follow your team forever. Matty French, yes, I'm a biased Raiders fan, but at what stage is Jack Whiten coming to calculations for origin? Not at fullback, but most likely for a wing spot. No way. And uh, McSweeney, Dylan McSweeney, says, apart from Whiten being terrible at defence, which I disagree with wholeheartedly, uh, when he played centre wing, I think it's one of his best assets. He jams very well. Mm. Uh, he's saying that we have many wingers and fullbacks in front of him, Tedesco, Dugan, Moylan, Tupo, Ferguson... And Morris. Well, I'm not going to agree with you on Tupa. I'm not going to agree with you on Ferguson. And I'm not going to agree with you on Ferguson. And Brett Morris on the wing, yes. Uh, Moylan, no. And that's talking wing, not fullback. Can't play Moylan on the wing. No. If you're no talking way. fullback, a few of them there are making an argument. But if you're talking about playing... He needs playing... to play one, and that's it. He's playing one at club. You yep. can't play a specialist one at six in origin. Yeah. You know, and even talking about playing him at 5'8". Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's he, uh, Sorry, playing him as the 14. And then where are you going to put him on? At lock or at hooker? Yeah. It's craziness. And even Matty Johns is suggesting to play Pierce at nine. It's, it, I, I agree with Laurie Daly when he says you need to pick a specialist nine. Yeah, you pick you horses for courses. I agree with that. But to me, Peter Wallace has been playing nine for 18 months, so that makes him a specialist. Yeah. So it looked to me like a cop-out as, oh, I'm, not going to pick, I'm just going to pick Farrah, not Wallace. Now, I'm not... I'm not in love with either, and to be fair, I'd love to see Nathan Peets come back this weekend and well, kill it for a month and put a bit of pressure on him. But McInnes a wrap as well for the way well, he's he, Yeah, he's been playing phenomenal. Well, so if we're looking on form, I, I tend to think McInnes, if you're going to pick the side on form, he's the starting hooker for me, but 
I, yeah, I don't know whether I'd feel comfortable having him play there. Like, but but I'd be very comfortable if he just came out and said, "I'm going to pick the side on form. Best performing players for the state will get picked." I'm happy with that. I'd, and if if McInnes uh, continues his form for six weeks and justifies his position, we'll play on. So well, just like you said, horses for courses. He's an 80 minute junior. He was Australian junior kangaroo captain. He's got all the pedigree. Uh, he obviously got bogged down at South, but a different setup. The Dragons are suiting him very well. Yeah, suits his game outstanding. So. Um, people say you need to see more time, but I'm with you. Specialist nine, I'd go Wallace, but uh, if not, yeah, it'd have to be a specialist nine for me. I Thanks. still don't know who I'm gonna, who we're going to pick, and they're yeah. still a long way away. So just watch, and then we'll pick the best and the health. Well, so he's got to be healthy as well. Yeah. Cheers to the questions, Matty and Dylan, and your opinions. AJ Reeves dropping players for code of conduct breaches to ass hats like Phil Rothfield. Take it way out of context. And gossip said that Rothfield is a flea. He's not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, he jumps on everything. Like Gus says, is exactly what I, I think it was taken out of context. But I think the the point the point that Rothfield made was that it was punishing the team, not those individual players. And but sometimes for those players to learn a lesson, you need to punish. You have the to team. punish the team. That's exactly what we did at Canberra when you do extras and other guys get left out, and you're filthy on them, but they have to watch you do that. Yeah. So again, it makes everyone come together, makes them accountable, realizes what they've done to the team, and hopefully they make up for it later on, and you know pick one back for the team. I think so. unless you're you know, got a lot of experience in a team environment that can sometimes be overlooked. Yep. Uh, Thor, he's brought up the bunker, not intervening again, the Melbourne game. And then Nigel's... Well, we whinge when they do, we whinge when yeah, they don't. Nigel so. said what I said before, basically. First, we say it intervenes too much, then we're up when they're not. Um, you know, it's just one of those things, I guess. It's never going to happen, but Thor's arguing that five times this year when the bunker has intervened, then it wasn't a try or a no try, and yeah, no one ever gets we've upset. Already, we've already covered it. Bunk is just one of those things I don't think anyone's ever going to be happy with. Robert, he's asking about Ivan Cleary. Can't change a team in four days. Have the Tigers just been lazy? I acknowledge the Cowboys had a bad game. Well, he can't change a team, but he can simplify things. He's and that, simplified. That's definitely what he's done. But still yeah, they have been lazy. lazy. Yeah. They have been lazy. They weren't playing for Taylor. No way. They wanted Taylor gone. They dogged it. Yep. It's plain and simple for all to see. Yep. Disgraceful by them. And, uh, yeah, the one thing he did change... You'll probably touch on this more when we talk about the review. Is the defensive structure mm. simplified things, and it's only going to get better? But that's one thing. Cameron Patmore, SKD, he's done. Thanks for your loyalty, but he is, has to go. Drops offload on first hospital passes, etc. Well, it's not the first week. No, him and Tupo. He's both, been very ordinary, SKD. Him and Tupo passing and errors just inside twenty and first tackle has been horrendous. And he the, carries the ball very well, Kenny Dow. So does Tupo, to be fair. But in yardage, you need yeah. to cut the errors out. You need to cut the errors out. Way too many. And that's why I have dropped the Roosters back so far. I just think that's been that's hurting. the consistent thing that I've seen from the Roosters this year has been ill-discipline. Yeah, ill-discipline, errors from their back through, uh, back two, not back three. And patchy, patchy brilliance. And you know, the other say. thing that kills me, the edges rushing up, Latrell Mitchell in particular, always plays at the ball when he doesn't have to and gives another set of six. Yeah, it's my pet hate. Is he injured or been dropped this week? He wasn't named at all and he's not the extended squad. Has he just been flat out dropped? He's been dropped. He got the hook last week. Hello. I didn't get to see that because I was no, the hook. But, uh, yeah, I heard he got hooked, but he's not named at all this week. Not even the extended squad. So he'll be back playing for the Wyong Roos. Um, well, he won't be. They'll just rest him for the week. Oh, well, there you go. I would be surprised, again, if things continue. I think Manu or somebody else has to come in the wing for those other two players if Tupo and SKD keep playing the way they do. Mm. Something's got to give. Chris Price plays signing and contract breaking mid-season. It's a blight on the game. It needs to stop. I agree, and over the years I've agreed. But to be honest... Looking at how things have blown up this week, we're always in the headlines. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, rugby league's always on the tip of your tongue. So as much as I've said I would prefer the transfer window and things are so much cleaner, we dominate the papers, we dominate the headlines. Um, I quite enjoy it, but at the same time, I understand. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's messy. 
Because the AFL... But it doesn't... It's not very common. Besides the games, though, for the AFL of the season, what else do you hear? You don't hear anything. I... Yeah, that's one thing. There's more that's happened again. Like, as soon as we finished on Tuesday, I almost fell off my chair. Mm. I was like, holy crap. But again, you think about other sports, that union, you don't hear that stuff. It doesn't happen. No. So I can kind of see both ways, but it does bother me uh, at the same time. Uh, any other, anything other than Tigers, that's Gavin Duffy. Give us where they are now. So he's not very happy about the situation. I think everyone's sick of hearing about the Tigers. Josh Deans, why is Anthony Griffin not under the microscope? And Trent Marin looks unfit, needs a few weeks in Reggie's. I agree. Trent Marin looks fit. I think um, unfit. Sorry, I, he does look unfit. Yep. I uh, Griffin under the mi- uh, microscope. It's a little bit early for that, but I do think if they miss the finals or you know bow out in a similar position, he's going to have some pressure. But I can't see him getting the flick anytime soon. No, not yet. I'm with you. Marin looks unfit, but I also seen strapping on the knee when I seen he hasn't been moving the last few weeks. I don't well, know if he's well, got a rest But it's a bit of a two-way thing. If he's got a knee problem, give him a couple of weeks. Right. Play some of the other guys, get him healthy. Diego Montoya, Sharks, grubbiest team in the league. Gal Maloney for feeder. Graham, always with a niggle. Not a great look if you're trying to grow a rugby league fan base. Well, no, but it's a style that was successful for him last year, so it's yeah. a style they're going to continue to employ until someone works out a way to stop it. Yeah. They, they out Melbourne, Melbourne, and they've done it. They did it in the grand final, and they did it again on Sunday. 100%. Uh, again, whether you agree or not, uh, that's their style. That always has been their style. I don't like watching it. No, but it's not. But it's effective. It, and it works from and one of them. Whether it's effective, they're going to keep doing it. And they're not going to say, oh, sorry, you know, we're, we're offending people them. and we're going to stop. They got into us. You're 100% right. And Chris France seems like a huge casualty award this year for the comp. Do you put it down to the speed of the game these days? No, it's just... There's always a huge casualty ward, usually at the start of the year. Yeah, I think uh, no contact for a while. Your body kind of warms back into it, so you're yeah. most liable those first few weeks when you're getting back into the games. The Sportress, why is the Eels' edge defence so awful? Well, because they're not all doing the same thing. One's yeah. coming in, one's holding back, one's, you know, defending their inside shoulder, some are defending their outside shoulder. It's, yeah... They've just got to all get on the same page. Yeah, well, I don't know quite what system they're playing, uh, to be honest, if they're playing up and in or not. But in particular, Takarini and Hoffman have been holding and going the opposite way. One's been shooting up, one's been holding back. It's all been a bit confusing, to be well, honest. Well, when the Titans are tearing you a new one on, on an edge, you know you've got problems. Big problems. But uh, in, do you think they're playing inside shoulder or not? No, they're playing Because they look like they're going up and out. Up and square, and then they're tending to uh, defend their outside shoulder, I think. I think they need to join everyone with the inside shoulder defense, and then those players from the inside, once they get released, work over. I think well, Takarangi, Takarangi's playing inside shoulder. Yeah. Big time. He's about the only one playing Up and in, shoulder. Takarangi's playing. Yeah, he's loving it. Uh, Daniel Taylor, he's asked us to address the question. Um, he reckons it's ruined the game. Favoritism for some players. It was the same thing again about uh, what happened with Melbourne and the bunker not reversing the shoulder charge to give a penalty. No, it wouldn't have mattered. Put, put a white jersey on him and he plays for blank club. That I don't think that would have been... Well, I don't think. I certainly, I certainly don't think they... they the bunker says, oh, it's Melbourne, so we're not going to pick it up. Well, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, again... My opinion probably wouldn't be taken well on the subject, but a lot of people have a up with Melbourne and think yeah. a lot of people. And I, even the Smith thing I defended last week, I will defend again. The reason I think he gets a decent run with the refs because he doesn't talk to them like garbage. Mm. Whether well, you look at the way that Gallon was talking to the referees yeah, on he chased Sunday, him and Smith laughed at him for something that happened. And, and just you look at the off. way that Smith does, yeah. it's just simply more effective. It's gamesmanship as well. He plays that slight well, mental tweak and he may drop things in there, but he doesn't do it like you said. If you're a boss or manner. you're at work and someone talks to you how and approaches you how Gallon does and someone approaches you and talks to you how Smith does, you're going to listen to Smith, not Gallon. Yeah. So, Putting it simply. Either way, Benny Stora, one of the favourites here, Tigers fan, massive fan. He says, McCurick, Nofaluma, Taylor, West Tigers, unheralded, unheralded hero, heroes in Townsville. Agree. 
I thought they were all brilliant. Kiwi uh, in particular, McIlroy, he's had a rough run of injuries at Canberra, moved to two clubs at one comps, didn't get to play. Last chance saloon this year on a second tier deal. He's been outstanding. Just been good. I've been waiting to see him, you know, finally get a clean run and no problems, but I think he's been really, really good. Yeah, he has been. Not for them, he's been outstanding. It's one uh, game, but... Ah, oh, I think he's been good for most of it, but... No, no, yeah, I just mean for the Tigers. Yeah. Not for them, has been their best player. Not for them, outstanding. They reckon he's asking too much. Para pulled out. They were going to replace him as Rad Rara. Talk is the Dragons are interested. Okay. So, <laughs> Nightingale off contract. Dugan possibly moving out. Not for them, is their target, apparently. Fair, that's fair. Not a bad one if you're dropping those two. And Nightingale, I know for a fact, on half a million dollars. So, whether he's been solid or not. He's been on that money for a long time. For a lot so. of money. Nofaluma or Nightingale at this point in their career, mm. I'd take Nofaluma. Yeah. As great as Nightingale has How been. How much is Nofaluma asking for? Uh, I think the Eels said he was looking for six. It's a lot, a lot of, money. of money to pay a winger. But for tackle breaks and all that kind of stuff, I wouldn't pay a lot of money for many wingers, but the tackle breaks, the offloads, and the yardage works pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't pay six, though. Uh, Denny Stora, who, again, he's asking, who would you fill the seven, the eight, and the one if those blokes moved on? And that's well, basically you, you, you've nailed the one. Dugan, Dugan, I think, would be the I big one. Widop and Four under the two I'd look at there. And, and I think if, if you're looking you for Kromp. a front row, they've already had talks. They're looking at him. Matt. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Know. He's worked with Cleary, like Taylor. I think there's a couple of guys. Well, isn't Vaughny? Vaughny could potentially be off. Well, the talk it was a three-year deal, but there were talk of there was an option in that deal. But I don't think he'll be leaving. To be okay. honest, he's yeah. look at the way he's playing, look at the way the Dragons are going. I doubt that's going to be happening. But you look at uh, Madalena on the talk there. That makes perfect sense. Just like Taylor with Cleary, yeah. that's a player that he's had with him. Madalena was outstanding under Cleary. He wants out of the Warriors. I reckon they'd be able to get him on a haircut too, considering the cap going up and his injury situation and his form the last couple of years. Yeah. Maybe a fresh start. Even Bodan Thompson's been talked about a return there. So if they had like McQueen, Thompson, Madalino come in, that's a few good forwards to help out straight away. Yeah. Um, so they're the couple that I'd be looking at, Benny. As we move on here, we've got... Uh, we help. You can believe that we can fill this in. This is Martin Shellac. He's asked about that edge defense, I think, when we talked about before. So, What defense? Filling the gap in the marketplace. He was talking about the Eels' edge defense. Out of all the podcasts, us to be able to suit uh, describing what's going on. Well, they're just not on the same page. Yeah. So not like on the same said, page. Inside so. shoulder defense, there's up inside and Inside shoulder means you defend where the ball's coming from as long as the ball is on your inside shoulder. So the inside shoulder is the one closest to the play the ball. Yeah, you're responsible and, for that space. That's your job. And you come up and square. Yeah. And when the ball goes to your outside shoulder, you just move across square and help your uh, outside defender on his inside shoulder. So, yeah, and the inside But at the players. moment, one's, one's going in and one's staying out. or one. And if you have a look at how they're getting off the line... The Eels wingers, more often than not, are tucking behind the centre. So they're not coming up together. So it's a lot easier to get on the outside of Parramatta, but they've obviously got the philosophy that once they get to the outside, they're going to come across and push you over the sideline. But Yeah, it's not working for them. It hasn't quite worked that way. But the structure will get better as the season goes on. Yep. Adam Stevenson, would you take Woodup back to Melbourne with Cronk leaving? Well, I would. I think he's... Going to be better for the last couple of years' experience. He'd be the number one gun if he went back to Melbourne. He wouldn't be second fiddle to Cronk anymore. He seems to be playing well off the back of the big forward pack, and he's obviously familiar with Craig Dome in that environment. So yeah. depending on price tag, I'd be happy to have Widot back as a Cronk replacement. Joey, Dragons man, he says, Hey, boys, do you think that the Dragons can maintain their power game long term? I feel their attack needs to evolve still. 
Well, their attack does need to evolve. We said that last week in that it's good at the moment, but is it going to be good at the end of the year? So they need to keep uh, keep developing it and getting better at it. Yeah, well, we're not certainly playing well. Even McCrone's playing well. And again, I have to give full credit. He's doing his job. But again, we've talked about these games when someone's got a good forward pack as well, but a better spine that they may find themselves lacking for a bit of points. But yeah. um, if they keep up the forward battle and the yardage work, they'll certainly be around. David Beck wants to know how the Storm can average 12 errors a game, most in the comp, but still sit second on the table. Well, I can tell you why. Best defense in the comp. Correct. That's why. Simple. Simple. Number one in defense. Uh, they're very, very good at it, and those errors are going to get lower. You know that's going to happen, so yeah. that's going to change. Pat, he just says how to set up for the buy rounds. He hasn't gone really into depth, so whether he's getting at going into the buy rounds, how you set up for that, what kind you do training-wise or game-wise... Usually when you get the buy rounds, you get lighter weeks from my memory. We used to get like a couple of extra days off to go home or do whatever. I still had a couple of training rounds though. Yeah. But that was about one of the only times we got let down a little bit as far as our training load, maybe two extra days off. Well, you probably get, you'll get a hard session, a really, really hard session uh, at the start of that week and then you'll get an extra couple of days off. Mm. But well, it depends how your squad looks. Like if your squad's injured and battered and you, you know, you're not going overly well probably a good opportunity to freshen them up but if your side's going okay and you don't have too many injuries and you've got issues with your fitness then it's time to put some extra work in so i think the approach always changes based on your team and your situation 100 percent. sam taylor's asking again about when will people take the dragon seriously best attack near best defense few more games like this and they're contenders well it's a quarter of the way through the year yeah so if people aren't taking them seriously now they're fools because they've got six uh, performances on the board they've only been beaten by Parramatta so and Parramatta I think were pretty handy on that night that was Parramatta's best performance of the year so look they're uh, they're going as good as anyone yeah 100% and he also asked will the Broncos fall off the pace without Hunt and with Origin around the yeah they will well you'd think so I haven't got to look at their draw though what's coming up they play the Titans this week I still don't think Nick Ream is a bad replacement I wouldn't play Scarlett or Murphy they were talking about that's not going to happen no um, but they definitely need to bank a couple more wins somehow before. They need to at least be six wins, 50-50, before Origin. Yeah. And then they're going to need to come home hard because they're going to lose a lot of players. Uh, Luke, he said, what are your thoughts on Blocker's commentary? Well, I think we've addressed this multiple times. Terrible. Not many people are a big fan, and I'm certainly not one. Um, yeah. Just Put him on the professor show, and he's you know he can be funny, Blocker, but yeah, I think... in terms of his opinion on the game, it's only valued because he's an ex-player. So yeah, I, agree. I don't think that validates his opinion any more than anyone else's so no but we've got that culture that's the culture we have in the game the culture is is that x players know more yep and gordon you hear gordon taylor say it all the time so yeah he's 100 i i disagree but you know that's just me arrow do you think the player coaches from teams who have lost seasons due to salary cap issues should keep their win records eg smith and bellamy should they keep the win records? The wins on the record. Well, that's the other way. When Smith was the most wins all the time, those wins from when they cheated shouldn't count. They should be taken away from him. Yeah, but who's to say that it was his idea to cheat? Yeah, well, there's a lot of grey around it. It's I mean, a team sport. You can't take away individual yeah. stats. The, the team stats haven't been taken away. And obviously they're talking about Bellamy. They've, taken the, they've erased the premierships. So have Melbourne been listed as last in those competitions and had everything stripped? Yeah, but on the on the on the premiership ladders for those years, you'd have to go and look at the official records because I don't, I don't think they are wiped. No. I just think those premierships are taken away. The premierships are gone, and they automatically weren't allowed to collect points. So those wins, I think, still count. Yeah, that's twenty ten. 
that people... I'm talking about 07 and 09 when they won those comps. Uh, no, I think the wins are still counted, but the premiership. There won. you go. So there's your answer. Yeah. And the then, NRL, if the NRL listed them as last and losing all those games, mm. then the, rec- the individual records would have to change. So take it up with the NRL. It, it's not a bad question for Greenberg, and the answer you'll probably get out of Greenberg is that it happened under a former administration. Yep. Not his decision. And Probably. it's not something they're going to revisit, so move on. Yep. Russell Hart up Thurston's big loss. What would you do to ensure the Cowboys keep moving forward apart from passing to Hess and Tamalolo? Well, we've already mentioned that. Those two are going to have to carry the burden. Morgan needs to step up, but the spine is severely thin. Let's put it that way. But yeah, all those I don't other... think they've been playing that well anyway. No, they haven't been playing that well. They've still found four wins, though. So I know they've had a couple of bad lot. The two losses weren't that great. The manly one and obviously the weekend, but yeah. uh, they've still found a way to win four games. So uh, I think Morgan needs to step up in the forwards, but... Lucas, are we starting to see squads with talent that never delivers, i.e. Warriors, Canberra starting to show signs of growth? Um, well, Canberra, I thought, delivered last year. They were one short of the grand final, so you can't say they've delivered. Do they need to take another step? Yes, because their window's open right now. Warriors, I'm never going to read too much into. It's too early. I'll wait until after Origin. I want to see them play Canberra this weekend and generally just, you know, stay healthy, especially for and move forward with him and win a couple of, de- beat a couple of decent teams not in origin time. Yeah, agree. And he also asked here, if you put the Raiders pack in the Warriors side, they'd be unstoppable. Well, yeah. Well, you'd think it's not unstoppable, it. but they'd improve them drastically. Yeah. Legends of the Turf, where will Tedesco up, boys? Dogs or Roosters? Look roosters. Like the roosters. I'd go to the roosters, roosters. And will the Dogs get for him? Well, I think Melbourne surely have a decent shot there unless his links to Hasler are absolutely permanent. But Melbourne... Who knows before him? Yeah, Foran's a bit of a head case, to be honest, so hard to read that one. The Buckster, are the Knights any chance of signing on this year? Seems like big names are using us as a bargaining chip. Well, everyone does that with a smaller club to boost their price to see what they can get out of everyone else. I'd like to think they'll get someone. Oh, they will. But I think you'll find they'll get a couple of mid-tier guys again that are, take a little bit of extra money to go there. Getting top talent's always hard, though, to get someone to come across. They it. can have Jared Hayne. They can have Jared Hayne. <laughs> oh, classic. Well, that wraps us up for all the questions. We jump into the reviews of the matches from the weekend. Uh, first game, Broncos, Roosters, 32-8. to eight. I think this one summed up quite easily. Awful defense, poor discipline, way too many errors, and uh, the edge defensive decisions and just the errors from the back two in particular, Kenny Dowell and Tupac. Well, Broncos weren't much better. Their defense wasn't overly good, but they opened their attack right up, and the Roosters' discipline was terrible. Yep, and Latrell got the hook. I didn't get to see that. but uh, what? Yeah, he got the hook with about 10 to go. He's having an absolute Barry Crocker, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't going real well. No, nah, well, Milford, I thought that was one of his better games. Hunt looked pretty sharp until he'd done his hammy and potentially up to eight weeks. So that kind of hurts. We've talked about that. Nick Arima, the likely replacement. Uh, Sims threatened to be benched. He had a big game. There was a couple of guys that stepped up, Fido, etc. So yeah. um, interesting to see what happens with the six going forward. Roosters, I'm not panicking just yet, but there's got to be some serious questions about the two wings. The amount of errors, the stupid passes when they're getting driven backwards, that's got to go. He needs to drill both of those two. Otherwise, you've got to look at Manu taking a wing spot or somebody else coming out of their reserve grade side if they have someone there. Mm. I think Lindsay Collins, who I haven't seen a lot of, he may be a winger who's been named on the extended bench. Well, we've got to have some decent decent young fellas there. Well, I haven't seen Johnny Two of us Sheck's name either, so I was trying to figure out who he is. But, I think he's um, You'd think they'd have a couple from that 20 side that could possibly get a spot on the wing. Uh, this week, the Broncos... They are playing the Titans up there, so that's going to be an interesting game with a, a lot of players, I think, named, and we'll talk about that when we have gossip on and do our tips and the odds. Back to the Titans, and looking at the other side of the coin, the Roosters play Newcastle. So that's a pretty good game to have after two poor well, performances. Oh, it's a tough game. It's not a shoe-in. It's definitely not a shoe-in, but it's a good way to... Is re- it in Newcastle or at Roosters? Yeah, it's in Newcastle. Okay. It's good Friday. Good yeah. way to recalibrate. And speaking of Newcastle, 22-12, they went down 
to the dogs, all effort but no reward. The poor buggers again. Um, Dan Gagai, absolutely outstanding. Basically had spiders on him all night. Nathan Ross's try was an absolute cracker. The effort, again, was always there, but you just get the feeling, and Nathan Brown in particular wasn't happy. He didn't think they got the rub of the ground. No, I thought they were the better side for probably 50 to 60 minutes of this game. Mm. They let a try in with about five seconds to go before half time, and they let a try in one minute after half time. So they cost them, they shot themselves in the foot in two minutes of footy. So, look, I, I thought they were the better side. I thought they deserved to win. They had, like, a I think four or five tries disallowed. Matau to your try or no try? Sione's one. Well, you didn't have control, but you don't have to have control. So yeah, I, I don't know. Look, it's hard. Yeah. According to the rule, he the ball came away from the ball-carrying arm and ran down the side of his body. So if if the rule is that there's no separation and you can ground it with your torso, then I think it's a, a really close call. But for me, he, lo- he lost it and it shouldn't have been a try. But the rules are confusing, man. Yeah, well, I think for the Bulldogs, surely it's obvious but they enough. they sent it up. Try. They did send it up. Try. And I didn't see a real enough conclusive... Like, well, in based on what we've seen, I was surprised they, they reversed the decision. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, tough one to take again, but I think surely it's obvious enough now to the Dogs that we've said it 100 times. Two sixes don't work. You need a seven. Frawley comes on, scores a try, sets one up with an absolute perler. He's the only one who's got a kicking game. He has to play. Yeah. It's quite straightforward. And Bai looks better when he just runs the football, whether that's centre. I'd be dropping Leisha and putting Reynolds to nine. I'd try and buy at fullback, to be honest. He can pass, he but he also that. likes running the ball. Whether he's got the tank, I don't know. Morris isn't much of a ball player. But if you want to test him by his best skill, it is running. So yeah. if he's Well, got- I think they're going to tap... They're going to tap Will Hopwadi on the shoulder, aren't they? Surely. He got about 600k and he's still not sure if he wants to play Sundays. He was thinking about uh, readjusting that apparently and I assume so well, after not, not playing so well. Des would have said, yeah, well... Money being well, a factor, so... Kind of third year money, yeah. Don't know what's going to happen there, but you'd assume he's one out. Also, talk, Reynolds is talking to the Tigers. I'm very surprised that uh, Ivan Cleary would be interested in Josh Reynolds, to be honest, but yeah, that's uh, yet to be seen and... Moving on from there, Newcastle play the Roosters this week and the Dogs, they play South. The Good Friday game, usually a good one, very physical. Yeah. Hopefully this week. Speaking of South, getting the job done against Penrith, 21-20, in a bit of a nail-biter. Uh, I thought they held on and their forwards went forward, but my big thing is still Cook and Farrell. Cook's the better hooker for mine. When he's on, they play direct, they play fast. He gets them over the ad line. They're so much more direct, and Cody Walker's their best player by a country mile. I know Farrell had back problems the other night, but you can't blame them. No. He was dishing the ball off the ground. The service was poor. He looked uncomfortable. He wouldn't run. And when he was passing flat from dummy half, they were paying him no mind because they knew he couldn't move. They were charging up. They were putting pressure on. They really struggled for metres. And I think that's the only time Penrith had a chance to get back in the game. But um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I agree with all that. Look, they... South should have probably put this game away earlier. Yeah. They let Penrith back in with that late try and... Every time Penrith looked like they were, they got themselves back in, they do something to shoot themselves in the foot. So that, that's been an, an area of uh, weakness for them for the whole season. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Burgess was good. Those well. players been been out, to me, didn't have a huge bearing on the game. I still think Penrith had a chance to win it. Burgess has been phenomenal. And yes. Reynolds was, was good. His kicking game was good. Cody and Walker's Walker. running game. Crichton looked better as well. I've been happy to see him get some start time. Kyle Couldn't... Turner took some... I mean, he's tough. He's tough. He nails, tough... Like, I watched that game live. They're short a couple of props, or he can't really trust George and Tom at the moment, but he's gone to War... uh, Clark and uh, Turn... uh, yeah, Turner, and I'm sorry. Yeah, how tough are both of those guys? They both just chip in, don't they? So you can't really uh, take much away from them, but uh, Braden Burnt, dead said he's going to need to see a psychologist after what Nathan Cleary did do. He had an absolute nightmare. 
And you'd think, if anything, I'm not trying to take a shot at the young bloke. He played with Nathan. Well, they played him the 20 side. That so you'd think he would have been coaching, taking yeah. some of those steamers that he was kicking. Uh, he, he didn't have a good night. He touched two with his foot and he dropped four or five of them. He had an absolute nightmare. He did. Nathan Cleary's kicks and Braden Burns' errors is about one of the only reasons Penrith had a chance to still be in that game. Correct. Uh, and that sideline yeah. conversion from Nathan, brilliant, but Reynolds with the clutch kick and Walker has been their best player. Uh, great by him. Moylan, Waka, Hiku, Kakao dropped, and Katoa coming in on the bench was weird. He's, he, I know he's placed 13 in cup, but it was just strange to carry. Mm. He only got 10 minutes. Again, a wasted interchange. I don't, I don't, I don't know often, why Griffin does it. Yeah, I understand. Penrith interchanges. I'm never going to understand what he's doing, but this week is a big game for them. They play the Sharks. Uh, this is going to be massive. It is at home. It is a daytime game. They need to come up with something big and respond to all the criticism. And South, like you said, they're going to be playing the Doggies Easter Friday. But Manly and the Dragons, 35-10, blown away, blasted by the forwards, ran all over the top of them. Whittop had a field day. Uh, Nightingale did a great job in the back. Aitken, what a powerhouse. There's nothing flash about him, but I tell you what, he's got a strong carry to the football. Yeah. Um, he burnt that right side a couple of times, and Manly just face-planted after a couple of good weeks there. And now they're going to be missing a couple of blokes, and like we said, they don't have the depth. Uh, I think it's going to hurt. They're borderline. Borderline eight side with not a lot of depth, so and their performances are fluctuating. So you, the key for them, they were returning home after a big away win against the Roosters, and they fell flat on their face. But I, I like to focus more on what the Dragons did. The Dragons were again really dominant through the middle. Their halves were good. They played straight. They kick well. They defend well, and they don't give away a lot of penalties. The Dragons. No, they're, they're doing a lot of things well, and they're playing a very simple style of footy, but it's effective. Yeah, and like we said about McInnes, suits him down to the ground. He's a great defender. That was always his strength, but he dishes when he has to and gives great service. He can kick. Short kicking game's not too bad. And when there's one marker, he will go. Yeah. He does all the basic principles of nine down to a tee. If you looked at him every week, he probably plays a seven out of ten. You know exactly what you're going to get. Um, McCrone, again, like I said, got to give him credit. We're up outstanding, but DeBellin and Vaughan, uh, again, in particular, throwing their hands up and banging on the drums to take a look at that side, leading that forward pack. Yeah, silly. Uh, 35-10, like we said there. And Manly this week, they play the Storm. It is at home. And Miles out, Tapau out. That's going to hurt. Melbourne might get a few back. They may not. But I think it's going to be a hard one for Manly to overcome. And obviously, looking at the Dragons, they get the Cowboys. What a time to get them. Mm. At home, no Thurston, no Coot, no Granville. This could be anything. Yeah, they should win. Playing yep. their football. Should win. Uh, but moving on, Canberra Titans. This one doesn't need much explanation. 42-16, one-way traffic. Jordan Rapana, what an absolute freak. Could have had five, but probably could have given two assists to Austin if he didn't want to keep running. Um, but if I'm going to take anything out of this, I'd be pissed off if I was Ricky Stewart with the defensive lapses. They score the points, but the Lawton one from dummy half was soft. Um, and just some of the general reads in play. I know they can score points, but you're not going to beat some of these other sides at the back end of the year if you let tries in so cheaply. Correct, yeah. The right. Titans were under man. It was a mismatch. Yeah. And Canberra should have won by 60. 100%. Canberra, I thought Canberra were pretty poor, to be fair. But it surprised me that they beat them with such ease playing so poorly. So it tells me that Canberra are going to be very good if they can... Back end, yeah. Yeah, if they can keep all these players on the field and continue to develop and get better. But the Titans, it can't get any worse. Man, that right side, dead set. The hands of Whitehead, Rapana, Leilua, just everything on that right side, and Austin floating around the football constantly. It's ridiculous. Um, well, moving Whitehead to the centres to start the year was a mistake from Ricky Stewart's perspective. Yeah. I've it was a mistake. That a couple of guys down. You know the I know one... that, but you don't, you, don't, uh, you don't sacrifice a strength to cover a weakness. You keep your strengths, and you bring 
your depth in to cover your cover your your holes. Well, it, to me, been, it was the wrong call. Tell you, he's been playing really well, and I don't know how far off he is from a run. Brent Naden, I've been watching play for Mount. He's he's put some size on. Yeah, um, he's been very good defensively. He's a talented player, in particular, uh, when watching him there. I thought he was a bit skinny and maybe not great defensively, but this year he's been pretty good watching him in cup. But there's some talk the Titans will get some players back, and they need him. Yeah, well, they definitely do. Poor weekend, uh, Henry. I ask you, you threw it up the other week. Is he under pressure? Yeah. He's definitely under pressure? Yeah. All right. But you know the one I've got to give another up to as well is Pine. I'm glad he got a start. I think he's been brilliant since he's got to Canberra. We'll put it this way. Henry's going to be under pressure when he gets his players back. Oh, definitely. Because they're not going to – I don't think – the Titans aren't going to cop losing, particularly now that they've got a marquee player in Hayne. And, you know, there's pressure to keep these halves. They need to be playing well. Like, you can't tell me Ash Taylor and Kane LG are feeling real great at the moment about playing in that side. No. Nathan Peets, all these sort of guys that we've got coming off contract. Well, the word is Peets has already gone because they've tried mm. to offer him less than what he's getting for this year after they gave him the half season. And Parramatta, Brad Arthur may feel a little bit of, uh, you know, that he No, not guilt. Not guilt. So he much. just wants him back. I know he wants him back, but I also feel like he owes him because he basically admitted he probably that did. they didn't want to let him go. They ended up stuffing up. They didn't have to let him go after what happened. Yeah, but it's a football decision. Yeah, Let's not go into but a personal I think decision. But for football perspective, it's the right move for Parramatta. They need a nine. Yeah, I think it will happen, so... Uh, you got the Titans playing the Broncos this week. Big game for them. A couple of players back, and I'm pretty sure Pete is one of them. We'll do the lineups when we talk to Gossett and the Raiders. They play the Warriors in Canberra, so that one will be a decent game, hopefully, if the Warriors show what they have shown so far. Cowboys-Tigers, 26-16. What can you say? Great start for Ivan Cleary. The defensive side of things changed. Uh, Moses played through the circumstances. All those big players were pretty good, and the Cowboys, no Granville, no Coot going into it. Uh, they struggled. They were ambushed. Uh, blown off the park and then late to lose Thurston really, really hurts. Yeah, they just Tigers simplified their defence and offence. They moved the ball to space. Uh, I think the Cowboys took them lightly. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys played well at all. They made a lot of errors. And I think they just, it was a game they just expected to win. But And they probably should have. Gellar Mosby had a chance at the end to catch oh. and score. And Look, they bombed it, uh, the Cowboys, but all credit to the Tigers. They also made a lot of errors. It wasn't a great game, but the Tigers just defended well. They came up and square, and uh, it, it clearly it simplified that. They weren't sort of trying to move off and slide while the ball was on their inside If from a technical perspective, but they were just going up and making hard tackles. They had plenty of good line speed, and uh, their offense was just simple, and oh, I liked it. I liked the approach, and if they just continue to do that every week, they're not going to make the finals, but they're going to reach their potential, the Tigers. They'll be competitive, no doubt about it. Taylor, like I said, I thought he flourished having his old coach back there. Uh, all those players stood up little. Good to see little bits of him again. He needs to uh, slowly build back up after having some injury problems. He's going to be a good footballer. mccurrick um, has been solid. All those guys are really He's one really of the good. best young nines in the game, Little. Oh, Little's outstanding. Yeah. Just needs to, like you said, stay healthy and get more time in first grade because physically he's got to develop, obviously. He's only a small bloke, but he's lightning. If you give him half a chance to run, he's gone. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a good player, so... Ivan Cleary, positive start, changing that defence to inside shoulder like we spoke about earlier makes a big difference because the couple of weeks prior, God knows what they were doing. They were, they were just rushing up. They had no idea what they were trying to do. They yeah. weren't solving problems as a group. Um, but that's one simple thing I think will make a big difference. And this week they play Parramatta. Probably a decent time for that to happen. Parramatta hasn't been that good. So good chance of uh, getting another win. And the Cowboys play the Dragons. Couldn't be worse timing, having so many spine players missing. But... Speaking of the Paramount Eels, not that great again. The Warriors beat them 22-10, and I think the biggest thing we've touched on it, how much better they look with Kieran Foran on that side and just playing direct. He makes everyone better. He makes Johnson better. He makes Luke better. And in particular, Roger Tuovasashek is absolutely loving playing behind He just Kieran gets them going the right way. Kicks well, just really solidifies 
who are some loose players in Sheck and Johnson and Luke. You can't have all those without having someone to stabilise and play direct, and that's what Foran does. So Parramatta were pretty poor, but their defence was pretty poor. They made a lot of errors, give away a lot of penalties, and their go-forward is rubbish. Like It's flattened out, hasn't it? After Tim Matter played really well for the first two weeks, and you know I'm, I'm first to bag him, but also first to admit that I've got it. You know, he was not, not wrong, but... You know, he certainly was proving me wrong the first couple of weeks, but it has gone back to slow and monotonous and one out and, you know, from a whole team perspective, but they need better from their front row to get get their halves going forward. And Norman needs that. Norman needs time and space to work his magic, and they just don't have it at the moment. And I also think they miss French at the back, which pulled, uh, obviously, Gutherson out of out of position. So they had a few excuses, Parramatta, but there was a game there to be won. Yeah, well, like I said, I think the big difference for me is just watching Kieran Foran be there. It makes a huge difference to so many players. The edge back rails felt better. Obviously, Thompson benefited from a few times. Hoffman the week before. Um, it's a real key to unlock them, like you said, just someone who's a lot more stable for some of those guys that don't really like taking control of a game. And Johnson's pretty quiet for a seven. He's not really someone who takes a team by the scruff of the neck. And the success we've seen at international level is with Foran there, and for good reason. Yeah. So full credit to him. This week they play the Raiders. That's a real test. Paramount, they definitely need to wake up, especially the uh, errors and just the go for general discipline. They play the Tigers, so danger times for them. In the last game, Storm and the Sharks, rainy, two all at half time. The rain could, ruined it. Could have been a soccer score. It was 3 yeah. 2 at one point. The rain ruined it. Um, Melbourne, way too many errors. It was a pretty grubby game. Not really one that I enjoyed for a grand final rematch, but in the end, Sharks outground them, played the conditions Sharks played the conditions better. They played, they played Melbourne. Better than anyone do, and and I think it's the Sharks and the Raiders know how to play Melbourne. Yeah. I don't think anyone else in the comp, Brisbane do, Br- Brisbane do, uh, Cowboys to a degree do, and that's why those teams find themselves in the top four. So the the other sides need to take a little bit away from what Cronulla did to Melbourne and try and apply it into their own game when they when they play against the Storm. But that's easier, obviously said than done, and you need certain personnel to be able to do that. But uh, full credit to the Sharks. That's that's as good as I've seen them play, aside from the Canberra performance down in Canberra. Uh, and you, you might be right in what you said to start in your set of six that maybe they are just lifting for these bigger games to start the year. And there, there's no doubt a bit of a premiership hangover. It's been so long and yeah. so highly celebrated. Contracts, right? There's a lot of things going on there. There is, yeah. And look, they're going to be there when the whip's cracking again in Cronulla. I don't know whether they'll go back-to-back, but they're going to be thereabouts and it'd be a chance to, to go back-to-back, provided they stay fit and healthy. But... Melbourne, they, they won't lose a lot out of that. No. Bellamy wasn't overly happy, but they made a lot of errors and they were sloppy and Cronk's kicking game was a little bit off. He and, was awful. And I tell you what, yeah. Graham's done a good job on him. He did a good job in the grand final and he made sure he hit him every well, chance he got on the weekend. hopefully he can do it in Origin. No, hopefully. He was outstanding That'd be doing nice, the weekend. So. He killed me, but he bodyguarded him the whole time. He so, did. As soon as he touched the football, Cooper Cronk knew that Wade was coming after him. Yeah. Cooper even hit him once without the ball, kind of to let him know that he was there as well, but Wade did a great job. He put him off his game. Yeah. Um, a couple of silly errors, but. I'm more worried about when Harris is coming back. Harris still hasn't been named in the extended squad. They said six to eight weeks, but we've Look, been I would have changed months. my tip once I found out Bromwich was out. Oh, oh well, they, that's well, again that's huge for Melbourne. I know McLean came in, but you want, you want both of them to start. Like yeah. Asafa Solomona, errors. His, uh, well, errors, but also his impact is nullified when he has to start. 
Yeah, he's a good impact player. You were right because I had Sharks one to twelve as soon as I saw when I was in the hotel room that Bromwich was out. I thought, yeah. well, this swings things in that condition. Well, I didn't watch it live, so I didn't watch it till six six o'clock because I yeah. was just using the daylight and doing things at home. But well, I luckily got paid because right at the end there I got a bit worried when they scored again. Then they almost scored again with a little bit of time yeah, to go. It'd be the filthy pe- if they won thirteen plus in that weather. The penalty goal saved me at the end. It took it to that margin, but yeah. Yeah, uh, as soon as Bromwich was out. But, yeah, Munster and him extended squad this week. Harris, I want to know what's going on. There's been no update. Yeah. So hopefully he comes back soon. I think we are lacking an extra person there and a couple of guys being in and out. But full credit to the Sharkies, and that wraps us up. That is your set of six. Thank you for all your questions. We give our power rankings. We'll put that up for you guys to have a discussion. Give us your thoughts on your top eight and obviously reviews of the games from the weekend. But now we'll be joined by Mr. Gossip. We'll get all the tips and dirt anything he's got there, and then we'll give you our tips and the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. And we welcome back with the man flu and the Penrith Panthers out of control, drinking beers left, right and centre. It's Mr. Gossip. Buddy, did you go out with Moiser and the boys or what? Mate, I tell you what, I'm on the cod rules, and I give you the tip. There's nighttime Templeton a few beers don't mix too well. Oh, oh wow. Where I am today, so. you, sh- you should get a couple of the Panthers boys over and have a party. Oh, mate, I'd fit in pretty well with them, wouldn't I? I need more than, <laughs> need more than cod rule, those boys. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, anyway, it's... Um, Another week, another drama, eh? Rugby league. Mate, it never stops giving, and you don't stop giving the gifts either. What's in the uh, the gossip bag this week? All right, boys, let's start off with Mitch Moses. Uh, plenty of talk in the media this week that he's going to backflip. That's not the case. He'll be at Parramatta, and my mail is he'll be there after the Easter break. So I believe that first game might be against my Penny Panthers. I could be wrong. wouldn't be the first time. Oh, well, I yeah, think... it is. It's, that's the game after. Oh, well, there you go. I don't know, because I'm going to a box... A block. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Talk about codrils and beers. They'll be flowing that day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could have a new sponsor by the end of the podcast. Codril, come yeah. on board. We've asked for a beer sponsor before. Maybe we can get a flu tablet sponsor. Yeah. Pro- prony unhappy with <laughs> yeah, bathwater. You know what we don't want? Analogy. We don't want the, the pseudo-ephedrine free shit. We want the real deal. We want mm. the stuff with the pseudo on it. Yeah, good. Come on, Codril. Work us up. Sort yeah, us look, <laughs> going back to the point, I think, uh, well, that's what we're hearing as well. I think Moses will be gone. Uh, I didn't hear there was talk that Justin Pascoe uh, he didn't admit to it but he hinted at it he basically on the weekend so yeah yeah, look I'd be surprised if Ivan keeps a player around that doesn't want to be there see you later yeah I don't don't, don't want to release him straight away because I don't want him biting him on the bum because they play them next week correct yeah I'd I'd happily release him now and just say you can't play against us for the rest of this year Oh, there's an option. Yeah, that's, well, that's what Newcastle did with Joey Leilua when he went to Canberra. Yeah. Said you can't play against us, and I think a week or two I'll later... I'll get him out the door as soon as I can and get rid of the drama. A week or two later, he had to sit out the game. That was the deal between yeah. them and Canberra. So, yeah. uh, Just finish I have no problem with that, but what else you got for us, champion? Man, there's plenty of players that could take his spot. There is that many halves off contract. Just to name a few, you've got Gareth Whittup, Reynolds and Sean Johnson. Uh, News Limited came out today and then said that um, Reynolds was close to signing with the Tigers, but but my money's on Sean Johnson. Obviously, Ivan Cleary, the coach of the Tigers, now has coached Sean Johnson before. Um, who knows? It, it could be a change of club could do him wonders. No, he's playing well at the moment, Sean Johnson, but he's he's up and down like a fiddler's elbow most of the time. But um, it could be a change for him that he needs. 
My only thing about him, and I'm not taking a shot at the bloke, he just doesn't seem like the kind of person that would uproot himself. I think he's too comfortable where he is. I don't, can't really see him leaving uh, New Zealand. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but the fact he's a bit quiet and he's a bit to himself, uh, I don't know how he'd go in the Sydney environment. I think he'd get eaten up a little bit. So I think the only other club, and again, I'm not trying to be biased, that would work for him. But again, would he work under a harsh character would be Craig Bellamy in Melbourne because he's still out of the spotlight somewhat. But, um, you know, clearly he may have that kind of pulling power. I'm not too sure, but I just don't know if he'll leave New Zealand. Be interesting if he did go. I yeah, I, he could do good things at the Tigers, and you know he'd probably get him for similar to what you're offering Moses. And I know who I'd rather. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, boys. Under the Brisbane Broncos, they always seem to have plenty of money come poaching time. And uh, it was in News Limited again today. Jack Bird, three point six million dollars. My money was in going to the Knights, but uh, I definitely didn't see this coming, guys. From the Broncos, they. I know they've released Ben Hunt for next year, but uh, I don't know where they get this money from, mate. Well, I think we can sum that up in two words, third parties. Um, yeah. Not fair, and unfortunately, that's the reality for everybody out there, but I'm more concerned about him and Milford playing together because Milford's not an organiser, and he wants to be a six. From what I saw when he was playing six, he's just a ball runner. He doesn't really have a kicking game. He's not a great ball player. I think he's a 13 who should be floating around the field, but... Um, Broncos, like I said, third parties. That's the difference. I think he'll. Uh, I think Boyd will move to six. I, I can't see. Well, that's the only other thought I had. I can't see Bird. them. I can't see Bennett thinking that Bird and Milford are going to work together as a pairing. I think he's he's thinking that he'll play Bird or Milford at one, and then play Boyd and uh, and either of them to partner him in the halves, moving there similar to what he did with Lockyer. I don't know whether Boyd has the skill set in order to be able to do that, but. Look, Brisbane's options are limited because Hunt's obviously gone and, you know, the, the better halves look like they're going to land in Sydney and unless Bennett could somehow pull uh, pull Johnson over there. I, it's a tough one for Brisbane because their hands are tight. They, they can only sign who's on the market and there's not an out-and-out organising half on the market. So next year, they're, they're going to go into the start of next year with uh, an untried player in the halves in either Boyd or Bird so to partner Milford and it's going to be difficult for Brisbane to to be at the top of the table in my opinion with those guys there because you need someone to steer you around. Ben Hunt does such a good job just kicking and organising and talking which unleashes Milford for the unstructured stuff but it'll just be interesting to see firstly who they sign and then secondly how Bennett constructs that spine and how they play next year. We could talk about this all night, but we'll do it pretty quickly. There's plenty of options for them. Um, their manager, Moses, is trying to sell them as a package deal to the Bulldogs. Um, but look, you've got the, the Roosters that are injured, uh, sorry, interested. Um, Warriors, Manly, Bulldogs, who knows? It's going to be a game of dominoes. Um, where do you see them going, boys? Well, the only one I care about, no offence, is Tedesco, and I'd be going to the Roosters. Is, if that's selling out or that's not selling out, that's just too bad, and Woods, I wouldn't be surprised if he was interested in Manly because he was a boyhood fan. He's talked about that before. But the Bulldogs at the same time, Clem is his mate. Uh, they're apparently willing to pay the ridiculous price tag of close to $900,000. So if you can get that for being a front row like him, good luck to him. But uh, if I'm Tedesco, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the Roosters regardless of what Woods is doing. Mm, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't know. I think... I think the best move for Tedesco would be to go to the Roosters. Whether that means he goes there or not, I'm not too sure. Woods, I think Woods should stay. I, I think Woods, Woods is the club captain. He owes the Tigers, in my opinion. Uh, you know, owes them from the point that I don't think he's played his best football there. I, 
I don't think he's justified the money he's on. If Tedesco was to move to the Roosters on 1.2 or, you know, whatever, I, which is what I would be comfortable paying him, I think he's justified that money. I don't think Woods has justified the big coin that he's demanding. Well, a lot of people seem to think he's the only one who's done what he's supposed to do and able to move on, but he's Woods. the one who's preached the postcode and been together and been the front of it all, so if he left, it'd be a bit different. Tedesco's probably in the quietest out of more by the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but I think his performances, you know, the way he played in Origin last year, he he demands elite money. He he could be, you know, one of the top ten players in the game if he isn't already, already. close to that as is. Whereas, you know, where would you rank Woods in terms of the best players in the game? Well, like I said, I wouldn't pick him for New South Wales or Australia. That's me. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. And then different teams and coaches value different things. And, you know, someone's only worth what you're willing to pay them. And if he's if he can get that money elsewhere, I'd, you'd go and take it. But... I don't know, I just think he's a club captain. I think that's got to weigh a little bit more. I don't know whether it will in his decision, but certainly would for me. I, I wouldn't be rushing out of a joint if I'm already the leader there. And you know, He's got a bit of a reputation to uphold there. I think he could build a good career as a one-club player as the captain. I, just for me, I think he's got more incentive to stay. And Tedesco, I heard an interview with him on as a local Campbelltown radio, yeah. and he sort of threw the, the Tigers board under the bus and mentioned some stuff about the Bulldogs. Yeah, so, Bruce yeah. isn't been run well, Tigers not been run well, basically. So for me, the writing's on the wall. I don't think they're going to be able to keep Tedesco. Uh, but Woods, yeah, I think the captaincy, whether or not he values that or not, I don't know. But for me, it, it'd certainly weigh a little bit heavier than what it would be if I was Tedesco. Yeah, the favourite does seem to be the Bulldogs, but... And they're rumoured to be offering them a million dollars. To me, that's just way too much for, for a prop. For Woods. Let alone Woods. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. That's a lot of money. Do the Bulldogs another big whopper? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, there's the other point. Well, that's all they've got. They're land of the Giants, yeah. and they never seem to address the halves, like we said, the last few years, and they haven't addressed the nine spot, which is obviously going to be something they're going to have to deal with. And, oh, I don't know. Des has a Good on you, mate. Yeah, well, if I'm a betting man, Woods to the Bulldogs, to Desco to the Roosters, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Kieran Four and lads, um, another one off contract. There seems to be that many staff and the players off contract. The rumour is Four and could be going to the Storm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one, Louis. Man, I'd be happy to have him there as long as his head's in the right space. He's played well the last two weeks, but I said it on the show when we were talking about him already going to Brisbane or talking to Hasler. How about you play for six to eight weeks first, prove that you're healthy, prove that your head's in the right space, and you know, at least get through some football first before they start having hearing stuff about him going to other clubs. But um, I think with Smith and the forward pack down there, there's no doubt I think he'd do well. But I still have questions also on his hamstrings and other bits and pieces. So, um, yeah, it all depends on price, target, headspace. I think it would be a good move for him. Oh. I think it would be a good move for Melbourne. No doubt so about that. It makes sense. Right price. I wouldn't be giving him $1.2 million after some of the issues he's well, had. I'd just say I'll give you whatever Cronk's on. Mm. Well, it's about 800 they're talking. So. Yeah. Yeah, and on Cronk, my money is that he'll retire. Um, I don't know, boy. What, what do you think he should do? I'd love him to go to Fox Sports and get rid of Blocker. Isn't he a punish? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we get yeah, every week. Was it you sending the tweets through? Uh, We've got a thousand tweets about Blocker. Last couple of weeks oh. since he's been on TV, everyone's just hammering him. Too much. Much. And he's on Sturlow's show, and look, yeah. I get that he adds the comedic value, but don't be a goose and then try and give an opinion on the game when you can't even get players' names right and. He's yeah. just a dribbler. Like. People were hammering him the other way about Montoya. He's getting oh. hard time. <laughs> it's, yeah. The block fest on Twitter was terrific. Oh, craziness. Absolute battering on the blocker. 
For me, I reckon I don't think I don't think Cronk knows what he's going to do. I reckon he'll retire, but that's just me. Mm. I, I, I yeah. think he's made the decision now to respect for Melbourne in the fact that he knows. Look, next year, one hundred percent, he's moving to Sydney. I think that's all he knows. I, I think the decision won't be made uh, for a month or two, probably maybe even until after Origin. Um, but it, it wouldn't even surprise me if he signed a deal and then they won and he retired. Like he's he's a bit of a strange egg. So I, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm not even going to. Put it out there. If I was gonna, if I had to make a decision, gun to the head, I'll say that he will play next year. Just because I don't think Melbourne, I'd, it's a fifty-fifty whether Melbourne will win the comp. If they don't, I certainly think he'll he'll go and want to play again. He's definitely not a money chaser. If he was a money chaser, he would have left a long time ago. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I said that. He's exactly. had two oh, massive deals, two huge deals that he's knocked back of his last two deals. So if it was money, uh, he already would have went. But yeah, I kind of think it's just me hoping he retire. But at the same time. Almost 325 games or something by the end of the year. Possible Origin and World Cup wins. That might be enough to quench the thirst before he goes to Fox Sports. Who knows? Yeah. Perfect. Back to me, done, boys. All righty. It'll be, it'll be tough, week. bloody, hanging around with Tara Russian all day. Yeah. It'll be tough. But Tara's there. Tara's going to be there for a long time. Football's not. Boo, Cooper, boo. Yeah, I agree. Well, That's what I think, I think he's thinking that. I, I, that was I don't think he's going to play on. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But tips and odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. And we had a Barry Crocker last week, tipping on Monday uh, with no lineups and all the drama. Never helps, but gossip. You got one, Brock got two, and I got three. So none of us got above 50. Uh, that brings man Brock now equal on 26, and you're still on 29, gossip, with the little streak you had early on. So... You didn't do too much damage because we're all going so well, he bloody awful. Had, he almost had to do a streak. If you get zero, he's zero. A streak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, hopefully we do better this week. And the first game is the Doggies and Souths kicking off a good Friday. Uh, Brad Abbey obviously out and David Clemmer is out as well. So the extended bench, they don't have Frawley in there again. I think it's pretty obvious that Frawley's got to play. Elliot is starting in the back row uh, on the Rabbitohs side of things. They're 1-17 with all the extras. This one's hard for me to pick. I'm going to go south, but I don't have a whole lot of confidence. Yeah, south. I'm not convinced by the Bulldogs at all. Yeah, I'm going the Dogs, boys. Clemmer's a big out for mine. Um, always fires up for this clash against the Bunnies. Disappointed he won't play, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, got to get the Bunnies. There, yeah. There's one lock in this game. James Graham and Sam Burgess love a yeah, clash at some exactly. point. Exactly. <laughs> bash their ugly pommy melons together and try yeah. and punch holes in each other. Someone will end up bleeding like a fat sausage. Bloody soap dodges. See yeah. what happens there. <laughs> WilliamHill.com have the dogs $1.80, for Souths. Minus one and a half is the line. One to 12 dogs, 310, 330 Souths. 13 plus is $4 for the dogs, $4.50 for Souths. Newcastle and the Roosters is the second game. Uh, Latrell Mitchell gone. Joseph Manu. Takes his spot there, and then besides that, there's the extended bench on the flip side again. Uh, they've basically gone one to 17, but with the extended bench, Newcastle. I have to tip the Roosters, you'd have to think they'd turn around after two poor weeks, but never an easy game anymore. The old Newcastle Knights, yeah, Roosters. But you watch Newcastle probably bloody win. I tipped them last week and they just lose. I'll probably win this week. <laughs> I love how the Roosters came out today and said that uh, Mitchell has rested. Rested my bum, yeah. dropped because he's a dope. You're playing like a buster. I'm tipping the Roosters, boys, but not my confidence. Well, yeah. it's it's funny that they say he's getting rested after he got hooked last week. Yeah. Well, come on, you, you should have just left him on the field last week and had him feign an injury, and then everyone would have bought it. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Tilly, you're hooked. Exactly, you're hooked, but limp off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, WilliamHill.com have the Roosters as favourites. No surprise. The dollar twenty-seven. The Knights are three eighty-five minus ten and a half is the line. Three dollars one to twelve Roosters. Five dollars Knights. Thirteen plus Roosters. Two ten. Ten dollars Newcastle. And Good Friday wraps up. Broncos versus the Titans up there. Uh, Nick Arima comes into the halves to replace. Ben Hunt. Uh, besides that, normal extended bench. On the flip side, Joe Greenwood, Dan Sargenson. There's a couple of guys who have been brought back in. Chris McQueen, Nathan Pete. So you'd assume that Sargenson and Greenwood probably slide back in, depending on uh, you know injuries or anything that happens during the week. I'm still going to stick with the Broncos, even with the people back in, and obviously Pete's. I'm just not that convinced by the Titans right now, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is a week they fight up. Yeah, I'm tipping the Titans. Tipping upset. Uh, I think they'll win players back in, provided all those players play. I think it's almost last, not last chance saloon, but it is desperation stakes. And Brisbane, they were very good last week, but I think Ben Hunt's a big out for Brisbane. So, yeah, I'll, I'll tip the Titans. Yeah, it's not a bad tip. I've Ben Hunt, there's going to be no control, is there? Um, I'll stick with the Broncos, but that's just a bit of a flip of the coin, really. But it should be a cracking game. Mm. Yeah, well, we, don't have, we don't have a very good record against Brisbane. I'm just hopeful we get a bit of it. And there'll be a bit of a revenge after the... The semi. The semi-final last year. I know I've still got a lot of hate running through my my bones about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll be about eight cans deep by the time this game kicks off on Friday night. And Swear my it. TV may be in danger yeah, well, if things don't go the right way. He breaks enough remotes. He has I broken. smashed a remote last weekend. So for yeah. everyone out there, I smashed a remote in the Raiders during the Raiders game. So about 50 minutes in. 27 in remote count for Brock is one. And with WilliamHill.com, the Titans 440 outsiders, $1.22. The Broncos 12 and a half start. That's pretty nice if you like that. Uh, one to 12 Broncos, $3. $5.50 oh for the Titans, 13 plus $1.91. Broncos, $13. The Titans, I'm taking the 12 and a half. That's yeah, juicy. Yes. Uh, Super Saturday, Manly, Melbourne. This is a game you used to love and enjoy. Not so sure what we're going to get this weekend. Manly, obviously, a little bit flat. Tapao's out and uh, Nate Miles are out. So Paseca, the one who's come over from the Tigers, the big front rower, he's in an extended squad. Don't be surprised if they bring him in for a bit of muscle. And Darcy Lussick returns after having uh, some off-season surgery for Melbourne. Chambers has been suspended. Whether it's a week or two, we're not sure. The Mexican, Tonopapaya, comes in with his giant moustache. Blair comes back. Uh, and then there's an extended bench with Bromwich and Munster. So you do have to think that Bellamy will probably pull late ones there, but have to see what happens with the squad cuts. But I'm tipping Melbourne. Yeah. Two weeks in a row, they're not going to play poor. No, they lost last week. They'll win this week. Yeah, that's it. They don't lose two in a row very often, and I don't think they'll do it against Manly, who were very all last week. I think $1.60 is good odds. Yeah, well, $1.60 with William Hill are the Storm, 238 for Manly, minus four is the line, one to 12, $3 Storm, $3.75 Manly, 13 plus Storm, three twenty five fifty Manly. Raiders, Warriors down there in the nation's capital. The odds have already slid out on this one, but looking at the teams, they're both unchanged. Got the extended benches there. Uh, I'm tipping Canberra purely because it's at home, but I like what I've seen from the Warriors. This week will give me a real idea of how they're travelling. Raiders, but this is a litmus test. Yeah, big catch for the Raiders. Um, as they start getting momentum, they usually lose, so I'm going to tip the Warriors to 
Oh, there he goes. Yeah. Raiders, as soon as they start getting on a little bit of a roll, they fall over. Well, they also um, false sense of security after playing the Titans last week. Yeah, well. Yeah. And then this is how good my tips are. I've just tipped the Titans. So. Love your work. Just ignore me, fans. Love your work. <laughs> Keep an eye on your I'm, tips. I'm bad at tipping. Yeah. Don't worry about that. We're all, we're all doing pretty bad this year. But William Hill, they agree with the Raiders. $1.40 at home. $3 for the Warriors. So that's pretty good if oh. you think the Warriors have got a chance. Minus 7.5 again. Still a pretty good line. 7.5 points. 1-12 to 12 Raiders, $3. 4.25 the Warriors. I don't mind that. 13 plus Canberra, 250 750 for the Warriors. Dragons, Cowboys, I'd love to say uh, this was going to be an absolute cracker after you think that the Cowboys at the start of the season would go to pound town on them, but uh, missing three out of the four members of the spine. No Matt Scott, struggling a little bit, and the Dragons absolutely firing. No players missing. They blooded Harme Sello last week. He holds his spot. Uh, a couple of good kids there, and another bloke uh, named in the extended squad, Blake Laurie from their 20s, absolutely killing cup this year, so... They're flying on all cylinders, and the Cowboys uh, a bit down on troops. Extended squad here, three of the four spy missing. you got to go the Dragons at home. Uh, yeah, Dragons. Cowboys, too many injuries. Yeah, I remember this time last year, boys, or not actually this time last year, but I remember the Dragons played the Cowboys during origin period, and the Cowboys had one of their players out, and the Dragons absolutely pumped them, and they were playing like busters then. So, um, yeah, I think the Dragons were plenty. Yeah, well, the odds are still pretty good for this one, considering a dollar forty-two. For the Dragons with William Hill, two ninety the Cowboys, minus seven and a half is the line. One to twelve Dragons, three dollars, four twenty-five Cows, thirteen plus, two fifty Dragons, seven fifty for the Cows. Panthers, Sharkies, Sunday Arvo football. I think we're going to this one, or we're thinking about going to this one, depending on what the if weather the weather's good, is like. We're going to be sinking cans on the hill at Penrith. Definitely something to be considered, but the Penny Panthers, a bit to make up for. Uh, only two wins to start the season. Couple of big egos that need to pull their heads in. Uh, Katoa's out, Oldfield out, and Edwards out. By the looks of things, so. how do they how do they change a winning side after last week? Uh, yeah. Sorry, how do they change a good performing side last week? I know they didn't win. Well, Malachi didn't even get kept in the extended squad, so that's pretty harsh. I thought he was pretty good on debut there, playing with his brother. But Harawira and Ira goes back to when they played like busters in reserve grade. Oh, 100 percent. Harawira and Ira's to the bench. Fisher Harris back in the back row. All those blokes return. Even Tyron Peachy's back after a week, so mm-hmm. that's pretty surprising. After ribs and. Cartwright, extended squad. Sharks, James Seguiaro broke his arm, so he's going to be out. They've got an extended bench there, but Kurt Catewell at the moment looks like he's inside. Don't be surprised if Farmanu Brown gets the bench spot. I'd just go Braley for 80 minutes, to be honest. That's just me, yeah. but uh, I'm going to go with the Sharks. I know Penrith got their players back, and it's probably a must-win, but yeah, I'm, tipping the I'm still not convinced that they've got enough so far. They need to prove a point, the Panthers. I'm going to back the Pennies uh, with not much confidence. The Sharkies beat them again during Origin uh, last year when they were not expected to. I just think Penrith have got to be more desperate here. It's a home game. Uh, yeah, no confidence, but I'll tip the Panthers. Sharks are going to win. The Panthers have got most of his tackles in the comp. One day they'll realise that uh, defence wins comps, Penrith, so they just don't seem to understand that. Um, you know what? I'd love the Panthers to win. Just to show what up Rothfields are. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he a wank? What did they bring him on for? Tell you what. Tell you what, he shakes and sweats like no man I've ever seen. Doesn't he? He looks looks like Mr. Burns with syphilis. Jesus. He looks like a 16-year-old watching his first porno. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, oh, dear. Oh, he's a drip. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is the bash rock. All right. Well, to the odds... Give retweet buzz, you jerk. To the odds, then, the Penny Panthers with William Hill. They're the favourite at $1.66. Sharks, two twenty five minus three and a half is the line. One to twelve pennies, three dollars, three sixty sharks. Thirteen plus sharks, three twenty five, five fifty uh, for the penny. Oh, sorry, the sharkies. The last game, it is the eels versus the tigers. Parramatta obviously been in a bit of a lull. They need to wake up. Frankie Pritchard is out of this one, so Alvaro joins the extended bench. Bo Scott is the captain from the bench. That's a bit weird. Wouldn't expect that. Is that something to read into? I'm not too sure. Is, is Laurie Daly picking that side this Brad week? Arthur. He's, he's got Manor and Bo Scott, but Bo Scott's starting from the bench. Wow. And on the flip side of things, unchanged lineup for the Tigers. Can they do it two weeks in a row? You'd say no under previous administration. And I hate myself for even saying this, but I'm going to tip the Tigers. And I want to absolutely give myself a triple because I bashed him on the weekend when I caught a game. I've bashed him again tonight. I like Ivan Cleary, though. There's a lot of guys playing for contracts. Shit's been shaken up, so I'm going to go the Tigers. Para. Uh, geez, this is a hard one, isn't it? Um, I think the Tigers won mainly on emotion last week, and there was a lot of injuries for the Cowboys, but, geez, and Moses' last game for the Tigers, too, we think. Um, wow. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go the Tigers. He's joined. Good staff with William Hill. They're the outsiders. Two dollars twenty-six. The Eels a dollar sixty-five. Minus three and a half is the line. One to twelve. Eels three dollars three fifty. Tigers thirteen plus. Eels three fifty-five twenty-five. The Tigers. But that wraps us up for another week. Hopefully our tipping gets a bit better. Uh, God knows it can't get any worse. That's for sure. But gossip. Hopefully the pennies turn things around for you, mate. Enjoy a few more beers and codrills and go have a snooze, mate. Mate, if anyone from Codrill's listening, you know, send some my way, eh? Yeah, and to his new, Peroni, anyone out there, we're, we're, <laughs> we're a fan of all this kind of stuff. Get on board. Give us something. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, lads. See you no, next week. No worries, mate. Have See a good you. one. See you, And that wraps us up for another episode of the fifth and last NRL podcast. You've got everything. We reviewed the games. We answered your questions. Power ranking, set of six. We'll post up for your power rankings. Let us know what you think. Keep your questions coming. We'll try to reply. If we get the chance to on the page, if we've missed you, uh, and charity bet this week, not too sure. Got to have a look at some of those odds, but um, yeah, hopefully come up with a couple more winners. But for Easter and everybody out there, enjoy the long weekend, enjoy the time with your family, and most of all, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on! Give us more! Give us more! Where you going? What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 